what happens when a black guy, a white dude, and an Hispanic man happen to be pro wrestling marks? You get debates, roasting, and fun in Jeet Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, marks of all ages. Welcome back from a short hiatus to Breaking Ring Rust with your host, Rock Mr. Magic, JT, and we are missing our good friend, Ray. Ray has gone for some very good reasons, some family issues that he's taking care of. JT was previously six. We've been gone for a couple of weeks, uh, but please give your thoughts and prayers to Ray and his family as they deal with a difficult time that they're going through right now. Um, but we wanted to still continue to bring you some dope content. So we are here to record another episode. Uh, JT is wrapped up in his Alexa bliss blanket. Very that snug. I am. And, <laughs> and uh, we are ready to rock and roll. So being that two weeks has gone. And before we get, before we get started, I want to send a shout out to Patrick Firestone listening down in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, a loyal listener breaking ring rust. Give a shout out to my buddy, Patrick. All right, Patrick, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. All the way down there, Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania. Montgomery County, not Montgomeryville. I thought you said Montgomeryville. I'm going to rewind Montgomery that. Montgomery County. Montgomery County. Yeah. There are so many name towns in, in Pennsylvania. I'm sure there's a Montgomeryville somewhere. There probably somewhere. is, but I, I, I can't remember in my head whether he's in Pinsburg or Red Hill or Green Lane or East Greenville. or. He's probably know. hugging that line between Green Lane and... Greenville and East Greenville and all those, you know, mm-hmm. they're all mixed. He's me. hugging that line high, high, tighter than I'm hugging my blanket right now. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty tight way you're hugging that Alexa Bliss blanket. Alexa's not going to pop out of that blanket if you hug it any tighter. All right, being that two weeks have gone by, we've had plenty of time to watch a lot of wrestling. So, JT, mm-hmm. what have you been watching? Um, well, I watched Evolution, of course. I watched the completion of the May Young Tournament, and unfortunately, I watched Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, Which I'm well, sure we're going to talk about um, a couple of those in long form today, so I won't, we won't um, jump too much into that. Much <laughs> on that. Um, no, I, and I, I, and, and I watched a few things on the network, um, some some WCW stuff from the nineties, you know, well, I mean, when else could you watch WCW stuff, but the nineties? Yeah. You're going to go options there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, watch some stuff uh, from there. So, well, you could um, watch WCW from 2000 and 2001. I mean, those were great years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The three months they existed in 2001 and, yeah. uh, and the great year they had in 2000, uh, and, and that and the and the greed pay per view. I mean, that was great. Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny is uh, I, I realize you know people always say like what a great time the '90s were to be a wrestling fan, and it's true for part of it. And there was a time when I was like avidly watching 
everything. I remember watching one show and taping the other. Mm-hmm, or, me too. Or, or, you know, if I was really busy that night, I would tape Raw as it aired live, and I would tape the replay of Nitro at, you know, one in the morning or whatever it was. Yep. So I would have a tape that had both, and I can watch both of them. But Nitro got so bad at one point that I was just like, meh. And now people will say, oh, there was this Nitro where such and such happened. And I'm like, what? That happened? <laughs> that happened? Yeah. Because I just got to a point where I didn't care. Same here. You know? I I got to a point where if the NWO weren't out or I wasn't watching the Cruiserweight match, I, I didn't want to have it on. And it wasn't even, you know, and and just got to a point where it was just like, and, and I can pinpoint pretty much when it started waning for me. And that was, and I think it was for a lot of people, mm-hmm. just kind of universally when everyone turned the channel and that was the finger poke it did. Uh, you see, I, I actually yeah. paid more attention after the finger poke doom because the, the band was getting back together. I... As a natural heel, I I liked the cheap heat from the finger poke doom. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I thought the whole thing leading up to it was you know with Goldberg and Liz. I thought that was campy and stupid, but I thought the finger poke. I I kind of saw it coming because they played so long up until them even locking up, and, and I knew something was going to happen when Hall came out with Nash. When Nash came out to his entrance and he stopped um, after the, you know, the the fist raise, the two sweet raise, and then he turned and he did the the lean po- the, the lean thing when they're pointing, and Hall came out in the Wolfpack shirt. I was like, okay, something's going down. That was the signals were going off for me. And then when I saw Hogan do the poke and Nash took that big bump, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I was like, yes, this is hilarious. Here's the thing. I could have gone with heel heat. That's fine. But putting the belt back on Hogan was pretty much the worst thing they could have done for business. And I think a lot of people at that point were just, myself included, were just tired of. I I agree with that. I didn't want the belt back on Hogan either. If you had just turned Nash heel and been like, hey, this was all a ruse just to, so I didn't have to face Goldberg again. I cheated Goldberg out of the belt, and now I'm being a chicken, and I don't want to face Goldberg again, you know. If it was all something like that, but just to be like, oh, we're giving Hogan back the belt, and everyone was happy, hey, we're doing something new. We, we've got we've got new blood going on. We're doing something different. And then, oh, we're going right back to the same thing. It was just kind of like, you know, yeah, and I, it was. You know, I completely and, understand because I didn't want the belt back on Hogan mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm a big click mark. I love Nash, I love Hall, I love seeing Nash with the belt. Um, as I watched it, the subsequent um, Nitros after, I understood why they put the belt back on Hogan because of reuniting the NWO with the I had creative control, brother. Well, also, you couldn't reunite the NWO without putting the belt back on Hogan because Hogan wasn't going to do the job to Nash. And the only other person you could kind of put it on and reunite the NWO or or unite the NWO 
but not have Hogan in it would be to either keep it on Nash and have him turn heel and have someone else do the poke on him, um, Hall or, or Steiner, or put it on Sting and have Sting go heel as the heel champion that they're all protecting. But again, you couldn't have Hogan in there because Hogan is not going to play second fiddle to anybody. But if you're going to try to reunite the NWO as a whole unit, the only way to do it would be to put it on Hogan as much as I did not want to see him with the belt on. And then when he put the belt on, he started putting the red and black on. He looked terrible in the red and black. Then he started wearing those Chenko jeans and had the red paint. The red paint looked bad on the belt. It looked terrible. They had those NWO shirts with the black, red, and white, kind of like fire. It was terrible. It was a bad look. Hogan looked 800 years older with the belt during that run. I love the cheap heat. I love the heel heat. I did not like putting the belt back on Hogan. Here's what I would have done, okay? I wouldn't have brought Hogan back, period. H- Hogan, you know, they say absence makes heart grow fonder. Hogan had only been gone. Months. A few months. A couple yeah, months. A couple months. Okay. It wasn't long. You know, he's, I'd have had Hall, uh, Nash come out and say, Hall, I didn't want to win the belt the way this way. You... You, you, you've tainted my legacy. I could have beat Goldberg on my own. I, I didn't right. want to do it this way. I, I, you know, which he, which he I, did it, do. He did say that. Right. But I, here, here's where I'm going with it. You know, he says, okay, if I can't face Goldberg tonight, then I'm going to settle this between me and you. Because they'd been doing this whole thing with, with Hall and Nash all along. Right. Right. With the whole alcohol thing and everything. Right. right. So we're going to sell it tonight in the ring. You know, and they have them talk it up and, and, and build up the whole show. Then do the finger poke, but have Hall take the bump. And everybody, you know, and then the announcers, what is this? This is, this is, you know, and then Nash hook the leg, pin him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is this? Nash retains, he's still the champion, but they're all hugging and embracing afterwards. Right. And then Nash is the heel champion. Goldberg runs out at the end, just like they did. They stopped Goldberg. Right. And then Time. the the baby faces of the Wolfpack come out, Luger and Sting. Right. And then they're like, hey, what's going on? And then, you know, when Sting gets in their face, then Luger joins in. And then they attack Sting. So right. attacking attack Conan. Sting. Right. So you get... Now you've got Sting as a baby face, you got Goldberg as a baby face to line up against them, and you've got these mega heels in Nash Hall, Luger, and Steiner that you can set up for Sting and Goldberg to knock down. Mm-hmm. And you can build a program out of that. And instead of, you know, I mean, as much as I love Flair, and and you of all people know how much I love Flair, but building to Flair and Hogan in a cage a few months later, oh. that match was. I mean, okay, here's the thing: Hogan and Flair never had a five star match. I know people try to build their matches up as if it was, but but they never had great matches. Right? Okay? They, they there were some matches they had that were good matches. But never great matches. But that right. cage match they had, the only match they had worse than that cage match was the Yapapai, brother. Yapapai. <laughs> yeah, it was, that match was really bad. 
Um, that was, you know, a whole string of just forgotten, terrible matches that WCW was putting together. Yeah, I think I think that would have been a great way to do it. Um, I would have loved to have, um, even even if there wasn't title change, I would have loved for Sting to go heel. Um, I thought that would have been a an ace up the NWO sleeve, just because Goldberg had already run through them all. So who cares about stacking them back up for him to run through them again? We've already seen it. But if if Sting is at the back end and maybe Hogan isn't competing, if Hogan's got to be on TV, Hogan can be a mouthpiece. He can be, um, you know, he could have been commentating, you know, something where he's part of the NWO, but at least he's not in the ring and the belt's not on him. Well, here's the thing. Goldberg hadn't run through all of them. He had faced Nash and lost. We had, he had so, runs, but to get to Hogan, he pretty much ran through the mall. He beat but, Hall, he beat Giant. And at that point, he hadn't beaten Luger, and I don't think he had even faced Steiner yet. Well, Luger, Luger and Steiner were in, in the NWO, at, and I don't believe, I don't, I don't, I know Luger was. Luger, Luger joined with Wolfpack, but I don't think right. Steiner was in NWO at that time either yet. So Steiner joined the Wolfpack. Steiner was, was black and white. That's at right. The time. Steiner was, yes, he was black. So, Luger well, he was, was Wolfpack. He was like the TV champ. Like right. by the time so, he captured that, Goldberg was already USA champ. So, so it, so you got Luger, who he hasn't faced at the time, because they made a big deal about a year later, later with him facing Luger. Right. Um, you got Steiner, who he hasn't faced, because they made a big deal later on with him facing Steiner. Right. You got, uh, you got Nash, who he's lost to. And he wants right. to get it. And then you've got Hall, who, yeah, he beat Hall once, but Hall had tased him, caused right. him to lose the title. Right. So you can put Steiner in front of him, who he's never faced, and Steiner's not the elite guy yet, but <clears throat> but right. he's a guy who looks more impressive than Goldberg does. Yes. And then you can put Luger, who's a multi-time world champion. He's beaten Hulk Hogan, too. He's, you know, done all this stuff. He's beaten Sting. He's beaten, right. you know, all yeah, these he beat, guys. He beat Hogan, right. right. So, put, you know, then you put him in there. And then, you know, okay, now he's finally got to Hall, the guy who tased him, the guy who stole his title, the guy right. who the guy that cost him everything. And then, you know, and then... Um, you know, then you, you get out with the schmas where Hall gets himself disqualified or runs right. out, you know, typical and, Scott Hall. And then you get to a stipulation, whether it's a cage where he can't run out or you do like they did and you do the taser on the pole or, you know, you do the, you know, you get some type of stipulation out of where you get a couple matches where Goldberg gets his just, you know, gets his, his payback. Right, so they they have the first one where they have a Roma match, Hall, the Schmaz. Was it wasn't a ladder match with the Taser up on? Yeah, the, yeah. Then they have that ladder match. Then he right. moves on to to right. Nash, and then finally he get, and then maybe at that point you're not. We worked on at some point. We've also done a tag team match where it's Sting and Goldberg against the Outsiders, mm-hmm. and. The outsiders get the win because they're the season's team and they're the heels and they're going to cheat and they've got to look good at some point, you know. Right. 
So they're going to get the win. And then, uh, at, and then at some point in this, you got to have more games, you know, true. So you got to have more games. Um, but then eventually once he gets through all this, then you get to, you know, say Halloween Havoc. Now Goldberg gets Nash and he finally gets his shot at the title, you know. That's that's how you do an old-fashioned program, and that's how you draw money. You don't just turn around and say, you know, because here's the thing. <clears throat> no matter who, how they justify it, and no matter what Bischoff says on 83 Weeks, he threw away money when he put the belt back on Hogan. Yeah, if you kept it on Nash or put it on... And I think it could mind you if he, if he puts it on, if he makes steel hang and puts it on sting, you draw a whole lot more money. When did he ever cash in on the Goldberg Nash rematch when it was hot? He didn't. That's what I'm saying. That's money left on the table. Oh, yeah. Because that, 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 that drew. That was, it drew me back. I was starting to fade away from WCW, but, and I missed, I had to get the, um, the replay of the pay-per-view because I had pretty much given up because the whole NWO split was irritating um, to me. And I was like, I'm not even going to bother with this pay-per-view. And I hear Goldberg loss. I'm like, what? And I was, so I, I, I got the pay-per-view the day after. I was like, I got to see this. See, I, I was up. See, I actually like the NWO split because I'm going, okay, you got all the guys with the exception of Hall that I think are, are douchebags in one faction. You got everyone that I think is cool except for Hall and the other one, you know. Yeah, and you got so you got the cool faction. You got the loser faction, and you know the cool faction has the cool music. They you had know. they had dope. I, I love both yeah. music, but yeah. both pop music is super yeah. dope. And you know, Nash was so great back then at being just so like funny and wisecracking. Oh like yeah. When he wins. I remember when he wins World War Three. He's like, "Hey Goldberg, I'm next." Like I thought that was so great, you know. Oh yeah. And the thing was, like, look, not a big fan of him now, but for years I was a huge Kevin Nash guy. Loved him as Oz. Loved him as Vinny Vegas. Vinny Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Like I actually think, like I think if you, if I think if Vince McMahon was behind Vinny Vegas, Vince McMahon makes money with Vinny Vegas. Yeah, I mean, hey, Vince McMahon went so long with freaking, you know, dude, the dumpster Josie and, you know, and Thurman Sparky Plug and all types of other goofy Bastion right. Booger and all types of goofy characters. He could have right. made Vinny Vegas work. Right. Then with Diesel, like, like for me, like I was, I was, I know a lot of people don't like Diesel, but man, I was bummed when Diesel's run ended. Diesel. Like, Love that. Love the character. Diesel was the epitome of cool, man. I oh mean, my was god! He, yeah. Was he a great worker? No, but you know what? People, people love Hulk Hogan. Say he's the greatest of all time. You know what? Diesel's no worse worker than Hogan was. No, and and better in some a lot of aspects. Yeah, I would agree with that one hundred percent. Because to me, Nash was better at the psychology. Oh my! Oh yeah. I you mean, there, now there were matches Hogan had where the psychology was amazing, but overall, Nash was great with ring psychology. Yeah. And Nash knew how to knew how to work as a big man with small, especially with smaller guys, and make it look believable. He sold properly for the smaller guys. And, and Nash had different matches, which it's hard to say 
Hogan no. had different matches. Yeah, no, Hogan never had a different match. Every Hogan right. match predictable. But well, when okay. Nash, Nash no, and Brett was different from watching. Hogan had different matches in Japan. Hogan was just too true. to have different matches in the U.S. That's true. But, but, like, but like Nash and Brett, different match between than Nash and Sean. Right. Like, and still good performances. And here's the thing, like, uh, people say, oh, two big guys can't have a good match together. Uh, if you think that's true, if you think two big guys can't have a good match together, go watch, watch Diesel Undertaker from WrestleMania 12. Oh, that was great. Great match. That's, that is a fun, fun match. I'm not saying it's five stars or six stars or six and a half stars, but that's a fun match. Oh, yeah. And that is how you get two guys who are huge, huge. and they bumped, they sold, they worked together, they made it look believable, and it was a cool match. And it's and I might actually uh, turn it on after we turn this off. Um, now, that's, now, that's a rewatchable match. Now, yes. I mean, you put. You know, Undertaker in there with Big Show or Nash and Big Show or anybody in Sid. No, no, not not great. Well, there's know. there's been three really to me big dudes who worked very well together, and that's Nash and Taker, and then Taker and and Kane. I'd have loved to see Kane and Diesel have a, a few because I think they would have worked really well together. But those three really big guys who were able to have good matches together. I'll say this. Uh, Kane and Undertaker, I think, had some good matches. There yeah. were some matches they had that were just... Bad. Atrocious. WrestleMania. Res- WrestleMania 14, I enjoyed that match. Their Their first match, I enjoyed that. The, uh, the Inferno um, match. I didn't really enjoy that match. Because they that were was, working around too much. Yes. That that match, it, it, that match, I won't label as atrocious, but they were working around too much. Um, there, but they, they, they've had some matches that were just like plotting big man matches. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you want to see a really bad, bad, I mean, just bad big man match. King of the Ring 99, Big Show and Kane. Yes, that's, I remember that. That was terrible. I saw that live in person. Ouch. And that, I mean, with no commentary, with no one to sell that, it's just, I mean, they're just standing there choking each other for like 10 minutes. And it's just like. You know, I mean, it, it, it was bad, you know, it, you know. Yeah, that, that was, that was a really, that was terrible. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, Paul White, you know, we've seen him do so much for someone so big. Um, but he would just, you know, he didn't have chemistry with some people, some people he just couldn't work with. One day, like off air, when we get like an archive type thing, remind me to tell you about the sign I got taken away at that show. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay, well, um, that one of the producers shamed me for having. 
that bad? Do you, no. do you, do you need to repent? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of proud of that sign. <laughs> oh, well, I'm surprisingly probably to you. I've been watching a lot of the recent product uh, from WWE. I'm sorry. Thanks to uh, thanks to Hulu, um, having that five ninety nine promo. Because I'll pay five ninety nine for a year instead of eight bucks. That's I'm just not big on paying for commercials, but I'll do six bucks. Um, but I decided mainly I like to watch okay. more NXT. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I, I just want you to listen to this. This guy will pay for Hulu, but he hosts wrestling podcasts, but he won't pay for the network. <laughs> He, he asked. You know, he asked. He asked me and Ray what happened on network, but he he won't pay for that. <laughs> but he won't. But he, he'll pay for Hulu. Hey, you know, I'm paying for Who's a lot of things. Okay. Past podcast. I'm, I'm I'm paying for a lot of things. You know, I'm paying for Netflix. I'm paying, you know, for HBO. Paying for a lot of things over here. Okay. Child support. <laughs> uh, not that I know. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't no other kids I got running around. I don't need no more kids. I got too many. Uh, but I watched, uh, I watched NXT and, uh, I did watch Raw, um, this week's Raw, um, half watched it because I was at work and I watched, uh, most of, uh, yesterday's SmackDown and, uh, they weren't as cringeworthy as I was expecting. Definitely not, uh, no show better than a C grade, but, um, you know, I expected to be cringing more often than I was. So it was it wasn't bad. I did enjoy, you know, obviously being in Manchester, um the the pops were di- you know, they were different from when I was originally expecting. I was like, wait, why is they popping for this person? Oh wait, yeah, they're in the UK. And then especially last night when Nikki Cross came out, I'm like, Oh yeah, they're definitely playing up to the UK crowd because, you know, she's definitely on NXT, they definitely haven't called up Nikki. As much as I love Nikki Cross, I, I knew they weren't calling her up. Mm-hmm. They have, they don't know what to do with a whole bunch of women they have on the main roster now, let alone calling up anybody else. Well, but I didn't. She'd be a good addition. She, she would. Yeah. She I, actually I, knows how to work and she has a character and she and has I love, I love her character. I, I love to be some Nikki Cross. Like to me, I, I don't know anybody that has a better character and looks convincingly like she is that character. Like you look at that woman and she makes those wild eyes and she looks crazy. Mm-hmm. Like she, and, and you know what she was doing on NXT with Alistair Black and like, I've got a secret. Like she is delightfully creepy. I, I love me Smithy Cross. Mm-hmm. She, she works well. Also, like you said, she's a little plotting in her work, which kind of is weird because like she plods around like a big man when she's really tiny. Um, so kind of sometimes her, her working looks weird, but I, I do enjoy watching her work. I thought she and Becky put on a very nice, more, like she's kind of stalking, like she's trying to like stalk or pray. No, it's, it's not stalk. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's like a, a kind of like, like she's kind of having, trying to have like a dominant presence, but she's quick. It's not like she's slow. She, she, she can fly around. No, she can't fly around. It's, it's, it's tough to describe because it, it looks like she's plotting when she's not plotting. Like she's, it's, it's weird. And I know it's, she's trying to be imposing or intimidating or something with the way she moves. I know it's not how she moves normally. She is very quick. I know it's part of the character, but it just, it just makes her look like she's working like a big man when she's really tiny. 
It's just, it was, it's just really weird. But she and Lynch had a very nice match. And I was surprised that they let um, Nikki get all the offense that she got in. She got a lot of offense on, on Becky Lynch. Um, Lynch took a beating um, from her. And a very interesting part where Lynch throws Cross outside the ring and she gets on the apron and Lynch, and Cross pulls the ring apron cover back and uh, and Lynch falls in between. And then Cross just starts pummeling her with the forearms until she falls underneath the, the SmackDown ring apron cover. And then Cross runs and delivers a kick um, that looks convincing because you can't see Lynch. You just see this foot hit something. So it looks a lot worse than it probably really is. Um, innovative, something you don't see every week and, and totally within Nikki Cross's character. Probably the best match of the night, honestly, um, because Becky Lynch is, she's, she's on fire right now. Uh, but it was a, it was a SmackDown. Not, not only is she on fire, she inspires the fire. She inspires the fire. <laughs> you know, she, you know, to me, she, she can win superstar of the year is, is the, how, how much she, and she keeps getting cheered. No matter how mad she tries right. to be a heel, she keeps getting cheered. Well, the thing is, it's proof that WWE doesn't know how to book faces and heels because you've got Charlotte, who is so naturally actually born a heel. Yeah, she's naturally born a heel. Every time she says something nice, she has a look on her face like I need to be slapped. I mean, she's just got that look on her face. <laughs> she looks so disingenuous whenever she says something. She looks very smug when she says right. it. Yeah. She, exactly. She looks like a mean girl. Yeah. Yeah. She she's, you know, and she it, she you know, may not be who she is as an individual, but that's just how she comes across on screen. Now, if you listen to her ex-husband in the in that book, she she may very well be that. Now, if you, but, you know, if you listen to any, you listen to Becky and she just comes across as a sweetheart, you know, mm-hmm. now, even when she's being mean and when she's telling, the thing is, the way they positioned it, Becky finally had her shot at the title. Right. Charlotte Horn's in. They portrayed it where Becky should be the baby face. She should yeah. be mad at Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Charlotte weaved her way in and took the right. title. Right. And then... You know, it's, you know, why, why wouldn't she be mad? You know, it's just a, a, a normal, you know, and then you've got, you know, you have Becky who's been the baby face for all along, you Forever. know, you know, and then you go, oh no, Charlotte, who's been the heel all along. No, we want you to cheer her now, you know. It, it doesn't work. We want this the, the tall, the tall smug blonde. We want you to cheer her, not not the farmer's daughter. You know that you you've been cheering for all along, right? Yeah, this girl who's been devious all along and then just did something devious to win the title. Cheer her, you know. Yeah, we're not going like. Okay, yes, Charlotte would get some cheers during her run, mm-hmm. but. Those are cheers from fans who just happen to be heel marks. It's not like she's getting the huge pop from everybody. She's right. getting the small cheers that heels get from people who like heels. I mean, she was never getting a baby face pop. She's never going to generate a baby face pop. She's a heel. She's a flare. Mm-hmm. You like right. who, who? No one cheers for people who grew up in you know in in, in privilege and luxury and right. and had the best of everything. No one cheers for those people. Right. 
and here's the thing. You just it, it's just poor booking. You know, if they had just if they had said if they had had Charlotte win the title the way she had and then snub Becky. Man, that's a, a, a million dollar program right there. And yeah. you got but you have you have Becky win the belt, and then if you want to have Becky start to show a mean streak because she's pissed at Charlotte, cool. And then if you want to turn Becky heel against somebody else, that makes sense. But trying to get us to cheer for Charlotte Flair, it's not going to work. No, I mean that's like, I mean that's like going to an ACLU meeting and trying to get people to pull for Mitch McConnell. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you know. It, there, there's no, no way it's going to work, you know, but go, oh, but but he just did this cheer for him. No, it's not going to happen, you know. Yeah, yeah you're right. It, you it know, just, it's, it it's not going to happen, you know. Well, would, you know, it, 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 you know, it, it's just, you know. Cause it'll, be like try, go, it'll be like trying to get you to, uh, to cheer for the Usos. Yeah, no. Hey, they had an excellent no, match. They had an excellent match against the New Day. Talent. They, they had an excellent match against the New Day yesterday, and guess what? They didn't even well, throw a single super kick. Well, I'm sure the New Day carried them to a great match. You're right. The New they, Day does carry a lot of people. They, they didn't throw a single super kick. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, so um, let's talk uh, about one of your favorite subjects in women's wrestling. Um, Chelsea Green. Now, this is a, as new as it would have been. Uh, so again, we apologize for some of this stuff. Not hot off the press's news, but there are things that we feel that are worth talking about. So, Chelsea Green signed by WWE. How does that make you feel about the growth and the projection of the women's division in WWE? I am very excited about that because that is. Um, if you've seen any of her work on the independent circuit, mm-hmm. if you saw her in TNA, she had probably, uh, in my opinion, uh, one of the most compelling storylines in TNA's women's, uh, division, uh, as Laurel Vaness, mm-hmm. uh, when she was the hot mess and the crazy bride and all that stuff, um, not only can she work, I mean, if you've seen her in the ring, man, can she work? Oh, yeah. She is, She also has that intangible it factor. She can be a character. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that we hear, and if you listen to podcasts like this or you listen to Q&As and you go to things, oh, why didn't this person ever make it? Oh, they didn't have any personality. This girl has tons of personality. Sure does. She's gorgeous. And she can work. There's no reason that she should not be, I mean, a megastar. Um, you know, uh, the only thing that I can think can possibly hold her back, and I'm not saying this to be mean, is the fact that she's with Zack Ryder, and he's sometimes not a favorite in the office. Well, um, yeah. and Vince will never forgive him. Yeah, and that, and, and that might hurt. Him at the same time, maybe it won't because you know Zelina Vega's relationship isn't hurting her, and she's with the most miserable man alive. <laughs> yeah, no, and he's no. certainly left on worse terms than Zack Ryder could possibly ever be on. 
No, I, I I would say Bret Hart's probably a little bit more miserable than he is, but it's close. I don't know. Okay, what, what was more unprofessional? Well, I said Brett, I said miserable, Brett, not Brett. unprofessional. Just, just no, miserable. no, no. I just want to. What do you think was more unprofessional? Austin Aries' departure from Impact or Bret Hart's departure from WWF? Oh wow! <laughs> wow, um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, I would say Austin Aries because um, he knew what the finish was going to be on that match, and uh, and of course and he still Karina, was, and he still was a prick about it. <laughs> he was still a dick about it. Where you know where Brett didn't know, so that was more of a <laughs> shoot reaction at least. Where Austin was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this job, but I'm going to be a big dick now," and. <laughs> Yeah, gonna pop up after you know taking the three count to Starship Pain and just walk off and say screw everybody. Yeah, I definitely have to give the nod to Austin Aries there. And also, Brett wasn't like rude to the fans either, you know. Yeah, yeah, not the, yeah. He wasn't rude to the fans there. Yeah. Brett's generally pretty good with the fans, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin and Austin's just a dick. He is. He's something else. But Chelsea fits, you know, she's a pretty girl. She fits Vince's uh, uh, look. He likes those. I don't even think she's a natural blonde, but, you know, he likes uh, to. She's brunette now. That's right. She's brunette now. Which I'm sure they'll have her change it. You know, Vince has a type. Um, Heck, you know, they they took the title off of Bella and now she's brunette now. You know, he has a type. You know, I, I, you know who I really think, like, I'm not saying she's going to be the future, but you know who I think if Vince sees her, who I really think he could get behind is Jessamine Duke. Really? You based think- off her, just based off her look. Oh, yeah. just based off her look. Yeah. She, she yeah. has, yeah. She has a Vince McMahon starts yeah. drooling. Look. She's, yeah. she's six foot tall. Look at her. She's a female vascular thing of beauty. She's a paragon. Mm-hmm. Look at her. I mean, you got a girl who's six foot tall, blonde, good looking, you know, um, I, I could definitely see Vince being like, you know, um, wanting to, to shape a division around her. He could always bring back that Amazon chick. Um, I forget her name. The six, eight chick that was on NXT for a hot second. You don't remember her? You give me a look like you don't remember her. There, there have been some tall women on NXT. There was the Indian girl. There was the um. I'm talking about the super, super tall blonde. She's like six eight. Um, what is her name? She was on NXT. I'm trying to think of what season. Um, I think. Are you talking about the competition NXT? Yes. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch any of that. Um, I'm trying to remember her her gimmick was because I think like that season was like ISIS. Yes, ISIS, ISIS the Amazon. She's like six seven six eight. Um, but I think they took her off TV because they found out that she did like um, like Amazon fetish type pictures. So they're like, yeah, we can't have her on TV anymore. But yeah, chick chick is like monstrous. Can, uh, hey, uh, I hear you did some uh, fetish pictures. Uh, now, uh, now, if you'd just done like naked pictures, 
uh, that'd be cool. Do you have any of those? Because I'd like to see those. But uh, uh, we we don't do fetish pictures, except for Candace Michelle. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, she 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 had a lot of those pictures, and people tie her up and and take pictures of her feet. And yeah, she had a lot of pictures like that. I saw them all before I hired her. They were nice. Did you see those to your hard drive there, Johnny? My hard what? Your hard drive. Oh, my computer. Yeah. Yeah. Not not, not your fat bird, Johnny. Uh, this yeah. this is. I don't know if you could tell how. T- so that's that's her next to Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Yeah. She actually sent me a Facebook friend request. Oh, nice. Because I'm friends with a lot of wrestlers on Facebook. So, like, I used to talk with like Blackjack Mulligan before he died. And why aren't you leveraging that for this show? I'm just saying. He's dead? No, I'm not Blackjack, duh. I know that. But, like, when Barry had his heart attack and stuff, I was like, hey, how's Barry? You know, Barry was one of my favorites and stuff like that. You know, I mean, you know, I was actually thinking about trying to leverage one one's better than none and you know we'll we'll, we'll see something we'll just, see what I can come up with just, just get some just get somebody yeah. to, else to listen one, 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 one day I'm just gonna like have someone like pop on an extra screen and just be like and just that, surprise you guys like not even tell you just have them pop on you know and that work he's gonna see if we mark out or not yeah <laughs> That's cool. Hey, I I, I don't have anybody that's well, on like that you, level. Like like you would be like, <gasps> and Ray would just be like, ah, oh, come on. It depends upon who you jump on now. Like, I, no, I, I have a feeling know. like anybody that's not like Hogan, Ray's gonna just be like, eh. Yeah, anybody that's not Hogan um, or or Taker, um, Ray's gonna be like, ah, eh, whatever. But like, uh, yeah, he has, he's not marking out for many people. Right. Me, I. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I wouldn't mark out for that. But I would mark out for a click member, except for Waltman. Um, <laughs> that's no, nothing. Hey, Sean, 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 if you hear this, it's not that I don't like you. It's just I'm not, I was wouldn't mark out over like I'd be like, hey, Sean Waltman, cool, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here. But I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, it's Sean Waltman. It's, it's the one thing. I'm not. I'm not gonna mark out over Sean Waltman. I'm just not going to. Like, say, I wouldn't even, not anybody, I wouldn't even expect you guys to squeal or just like want to see like an expression of shock on your face when, like, boom, you know, Magnum no, PA pops up or something like that. No, no, sh- see, what's gonna shock me would be like, and, and I say Magnum because I have Magnum blocked, but you know, <laughs> you got Magnum. I was shocking, okay, shocking. I did block me. Magnum, I would, I wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, what would, what would shock me would be like if you if you brought Sunny on or something like that. I'd be like, huh, that would be. I, I would just be like shocked. I wouldn't know what to say. Um, that would be like shocking. Um, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I asked him. I, I have mean, a couple contact people. Her parole officer. You know, she's out. I told you she's out because she's actually on. <laughs> she's actually on my list. Uh, that's like the one wrestler. <laughs> but um, is she doing? You don't know she's doing a, a farewell tour. You didn't I hear like about that? You're selling the farting noise I'm making when you're talking about Sonny. 
Yeah, well, that's because that's just gross. I don't want to think about that. Mm. Um, but you know, she's doing a farewell tour. She's, Come on, I know you and Ray watched the video. Uh, no, I heard about the video. I, I was not watching that video. There was no way. Um, nah. No, you got them Skype sessions. Wish <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys I, could see Matt's reaction right now. He he's having trouble breathing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I could afford those Skype sessions. Um, you know, I, I can't afford to see uh, Hall of Fame boobies. Um, you know, I just I can't afford that. They're Hall of Fame. You know, I, I I've heard enough about them on shoot interviews and from dudes who had seen screenshots and stuff from these guys that have paid her for Skype sessions. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Those probably would have. And I was a huge study mark. Um, but that probably would have made me lose my appetite for a long time. I probably would, I would probably lose 100 pounds just because I wouldn't want to eat because my stomach would be so upset. Just, yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That, that was, that was my same reaction when I heard China did porn. I'm like, oh, no, just no, no, just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't want to imagine that. No, work or not, just no. No, I, I I think the the funniest thing I ever read about that was two things. One was like when the the one night in China thing came out. Was I read and I won't say who this was because they're actually a pretty respected wrestling writer. Said I watched the video, but I just wanted to see if what Joni was packing was bigger than what Sean was packing. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> oh well, um, I, I, then, I, just, I was, that's another reason. That's another thing I would, you know, taking away uh, our, our mutual face aside. The last thing in the world I want to see other than China naked is Sean Waltman naked. That's just that's something I don't want to see. Um, but I, I, I actually just you're going to laugh at this. I just found out what the content was on one of her other videos. The people were talking about how um, China should be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, well, you know, they, they, you know, she insulted Vince and Stephanie, you know, and they're like, well, don't you know, like, how bad it was? I'm like, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm always watching China's stuff. Like, I heard, you know, she mentioned them in the porn. They were like, oh, no, no. Like, she did a porn, and like, the characters were Vince and Stephanie. I'm like, well, no wonder she's not in the Hall of Fame. Like, why are you asking then? Mm-hmm. Like, duh. No, like, I, like Vince McMahon is the king of pettiness. Like, come on, you really think that she's going to get in if she did a porn pretending that she was banging Vince and Stephanie? Come on. I I remember the day she died. Like, it was an article, and I I I don't remember where. I think somebody posted it on Facebook or something, and it was talking about well, you know, later in her career she did these adult movies, and one of them was a parody of the Royal Rumble where she. You know, you know, each new wrestler would come in and they had these guys parroting like John Cena and all these other guys. And she would bang them in, as they came in the ring. Oh. And I'm going. Why is that an obituary? Yeah, but I'm going to who? What? Who, <laughs> who watched that? Who booked yeah. that? Yeah. And I'm like. Are there people out there who want to see this? Apparently, there were five of them, I guess, or en- enough for the whoever porn company paid her to do it. 
thought there was enough because I'm actually feeling a little nauseous right now. Yeah, about the one. Yeah, we're gonna move on from that. I don't know how we got down that road. Let's talk about a much superior woman. I don't know how we went from Chelsea Green to China Porn. Um, but two women, one pretty and one a good worker. Um <laughs> she's not that ugly. I'm just anyway. Every woman has a unique beauty. I'm gonna edit that part out just because you know. If she ever sees me, I don't want her to beat me up because I do think she's kind of scary. I think she could beat me up. Um, recently, Tessa Blanchard and Mercedes Martinez set a record for a 75-minute Iron Woman match at Rise 10. Wait a minute. Which one of those women do you not think is attractive? I think they're both hot. At certain angles, Mercedes scares me. Yeah, yeah I think that's kind of hot, at certain angles. Like, I saw some angle. I'm like, hey, Mercedes, what's good, girl? Another angle, I'm like, whoa, what what happened there? Like, Amber's can lie. I mean, hey, certain certain angles. I was like, it should look like two different people. Some people. Sometimes I was like, what? And then I was like, that can't be the same woman. But, oh. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. actually, but, I'm really Mercedes excited. scares me, so I'm going to edit that part out because I don't want her coming and beat me up. I, I'm actually... Um, I'm actually really excited for that Blu-ray to come out because I'm looking forward to getting it. It's only ten bucks, by the way. Oh, I might have to cop that myself. But they they tore the house down. Um, the, these two women when they uh, in the ring, I, I'm extremely impressed. Obviously, we've we've taught we've goosed over Blanchard uh, in the past on how good and talented yeah. she is for someone so young. And and why WME is not signed here is beyond me. I just don't know. I don't, must I, really hate Tully. Is all I know. Well, you know, I think she. I don't want to equate her to James Storm, but I, I, I don't know. If she dug the environment at NXT. You know, I don't know if it was if she felt comfortable there. Um, I, I would love to see her there. Um, I would have loved to see her and Ricochet there at the same time when they were still a couple. Because I think uh, you know the King and Queen thing would have been super dope for them to pull in NXT. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I, you know, especially with all, with the hot names coming in, you know, it doesn't make uh, much sense, but you know, uh, what's her name? Kimberly, you know, she, she, she didn't, you know, she didn't like the, the vibe there and didn't cut it there. You know, it's not unfortunately for everybody. But I can actually see kind of, not saying it's right because because uh, I like her, but I can more see why WWE didn't keep her around because she's not their style. Yeah, she's not their type. Yeah. Um, but my gosh, Tessa's a third generation wrestler. She looks like a million bucks. She's yeah. smooth in the ring. She's you know she's got charisma she's got personality she's got just the way she looks at people over her shoulder she's just commands i mean when she walks out every eye's on her you know and the women's match um at all in why every one of those women is not in wwe well here's the thing about blanchard that is not her it's not her fault the fact that her dad's Tully? No, because I don't have a problem with Tully. But um, but a lot of people do. Well, yeah, 
But you know, okay. You know, yeah, that's here and there. People change. From what I hear, Tully's a great dude. You know, had had his time. I, you know, I, I've heard Tully had a very Shawn Michaels type story. He was a dick. Stop being a dick. I used to go to church with Tully, and, and but but the thing is, is I know a lot of people. Here's the name of Tully, okay? And he did have that. But here's the difference between. Wait, wait, wait! But before you do, you're, you're blanking or something sitting in your mic. Here's the thing with with here's the difference, okay? When Sean had his conversion, Mm -hmm. he changed. He became a nice guy, and he didn't go and bury people. Tully could still be brusque, distant, and he kind of cut himself off from people. And he also buried a lot of people. Mm. You know, he would go on TV shows, he'd go on the 700 Club, he'd go on whatever religious talk show, and he'd say, Oh, you know, me and, you know, uh, there's a famous story where Ricky Morton goes, Oh, Tully Blanchard's going to be on this show. I want to watch and see what's going on with him, you know. And he goes, And Ricky's sitting there watching with his wife and goes, Oh, yeah, me and Ricky Morton went out and we were doing this and this and this and this, and we're having sex with these girls. And here's Ricky watching him with his wife. You know, he says, I just fell right out the floor. Oh, Lord. You know, you know, Shawn Michaels wasn't going, you know, oh, yeah. And, you know, you know, he didn't go out and go, oh, and, you know, I was hanging out with Big Kev and doing this. And, you know, Kev was married at the time. But, you know. But we went on Smash these hoes. Right, right. Right. You know, he wasn't, you know. So, so Tully had a more realistic, not good, not condoning it, but a more realistic conversion from what most people have where they just spill their guts and they're not, they don't have much tact and they don't bury people where Sean had a much cleaner conversion. So he doesn't have that. He didn't burn bridges while with it. Right. And Sean kept in touch with people. Sean reached out to people. Sean tried to rebuild bridges while Tully. Tully seems to be a person who likes to, keep himself compartmentalized. Right. And he, you know, there were people who were from, you know, have made a point like, Hey, you know, I tried reaching out to him. I tried to see what was going on. And he didn't want that. Mm. So it's like, okay, well you say you changed or that your life is this, that or the other, but let's see the change in you because last time we saw you, you were miserable, you know? And, or you were doing this or you were doing that, you're a drug addict, you're doing all these other things. Now, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and like I said, I went to church with Tolly, you mm-hmm. know, there were some things that he wasn't all honky to worry about, you know, and so he did have a, you know, it wasn't, um, all roses, you know, and it wasn't a thing of, um, you know, he could laugh and do some things and he was involved in prison ministry and yeah, the just, guys who, who worked with him, um, in that aspect would, um, you know, had a lot of good stories about it, but that's what I've heard. Most of the stuff has been from the yeah, prison ministry right. side, but I, I, I do think, you know, still he would have rather some different things going on, but you know, he, but keep in mind, he burned some bridges with Vince, not only by 
failing his drug test mm-hmm. and then um you know in the way he left and then the whole thing with the steroid trial right uh let's not forget he did you know say oh no they told me steroids were okay it was cocaine i couldn't do you know right because everybody's boss tells him that right and um you know so he um you know so i think he um he definitely could have uh you know, so there could be some some feelings there, and uh, maybe Tessa didn't if she didn't feel comfortable. There's resentment there from her father, um, potentially. But my thing is not even even not even that that she's Telly's kid, but she's she's better than Telly. And what I mean by that is everything that Telly wasn't as a performer, as far as being the man being able to command that level of attention. He was always a psychic. He was a psychic. He was either the psychic. Arnie Anderson was the psychic in The Horseman, and Telly was lower on the totem pole. You're like... No. Yeah. No, no, because... No, no, no. Because keep in mind, Arn was the tag team guy. Telly was the TV champ, the national champ. Right. The U.S. champ. Flair was the number one. Telly was number two. People always said, and keep in mind, I'm, I'm, I'm a few years older than you. Well, I'm not in that territory, too. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, what, I was, what I mean is. Flair, a lot of people said if it wasn't for Flair, it would have been Tully. No, I'm not, I'm not, not, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is. Um, he he wasn't I mean, below Arn. If Arn, Arn, especially in the original Horseman, if anything, was the lowest guy on the totem pole. What I, what I mean is, as far as. It's not like he because it's not like he was bad or like he was lower because of his work. What I mean is as far as where people look to him as far as the endearment level. Like Arn was joined, like it seemed like Arn was joined in Flair's hip. Like like that was that was his dude. You know, so the the feeling I got watching, and not that Telly was wasn't great, but that he just wasn't as close to Flair as that's like well, Arn was. Well, you know? and, and part of that was intentional because if you remember the story, Flair was the cousin of the Andersons. Right. They were all cousins, and Tully was He's an, an associate. Right. He was an associate of theirs. It was Tully and JJ joining up with them. Right. JJ was Tully's manager. It was him right. joining up and bringing them in. And then it was. Because the horseman was really a happy accident. And so mm-hmm. that was, um, you know, but at the same time, like, and, and I think if you say historically, people remember Arn greater than Tully. I just don't think that. Probably they, they, right. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think it's not just greater, but, but I just, but, it was, it's the it, proximity to Flair is what at, I mean. At the time, like, you know, and I remember well watching it, you know. It, you know, Tully was always seen as the number two guy because it was Tully that was fighting with Magnum and Ricky Steamboat and those right. guys, Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't Arn. You know, and he, and he was having great matches, right? Yeah. And, and and the thing is, is here's how why I would say Tess is better. I don't know technically if she's better 
because no, Tully was one of it, let me finish because Tully was one of the best technical workers of all time. Yeah. Um, but here's where she is better. Tully never was a body guy. Okay. He wasn't, yeah. you know, he's five, eight, five, nine. Right. Um, you know, he was soft around the middle, didn't have abs, didn't have the, uh, you know, didn't, didn't have, have the big arms. He didn't have it. He didn't have height. He didn't have, you know, he just didn't have that overall look. He got over by being two things. One, he was one of the first cool heels. You know, Shawn Michaels talks about that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it was, it wasn't Flair. It was Tully that was like the first cool heel that he knows because Tully was in his territory. Right. And then, um, it was, and then it was the fact that he was so good technically. Oh yeah. But Tessa is good technically and she's got the look. She has a look and she also has charisma that I don't, right. I never saw of Telly. She commands the room. When she's in the room, she's commanding the room. She is a mm-hmm. top star. That's something that Tully didn't have. And I think Vince McMahon can't see a Blanchard as the top where I think Vince wouldn't have a problem if he was bringing in Tessa to be Charlotte's Tully. Tessa doesn't want to be Charlotte's Tully. I wouldn't want Tessa to be Charlotte's Tully. I would love, and Tessa also comes off as a good heel, better than a face, in my opinion. And I also wouldn't want to see two natural heels in a Blanchard versus Flair match, because then who are you going to really root for? How are you going to actually book that? Um, and now, if they were separate brands and we had two legitimate um, brand splits and Tessa's on Raw and Charlotte's on SmackDown or whatever, I think it would work beautifully. Um, but if, if they're kept separated, but the two of them, like there's only so much shine that, that can be, sh- you know, and for, for two people that command attention the way they do. She commands a lot of attention and rightfully yeah. so. At the same time, I think you can make a, a baby face out of Tessa. I, I think Especially you can. when you tell the story of, because Tessa's even said that Magnum's more of a father to her. We talk yeah. about Tully being her dad. Tully is her natural dad. She is a Blanchard, but she's also talking about Magnum having really more raised her, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You tell the story about how her dad is Magnum TA, this great hero who was cut down in his prime and he's paralyzed and he's overcome these things and she's right. learned so much from him. And you tell that story, you know? And you show her, and this is my father's daughter, and I'm, I've rejected the evil that my Blanchard side, you know, you can make a, a baby face out of her, you know. You could, yeah. If you're, if you're gonna and go for a big thing, if you're gonna do that, you'd have to go for a big clash against, against Charlotte, because it would be the evil flares. And, and, and I was, and I was getting there. Yeah. And plus, while she can have that devious smile and she's great at that. Oh my God! Yeah, Tessa is a genuinely pretty girl who can be pretty without that snarkiness that Charlotte has. Yeah, but she and Charlotte both share that uh, resting bee face. Like she doesn't like when she's not smiling. Her 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 features are are very Tullyish. They're they're kind of harsh. But if you 
if you follow her on social media, you see the like behind the scenes stuff she posts. Oh yeah, I do. She's very approachable. She seems very natural, like a very normal girl. Yeah. If she touch it, breaks into that side of it. You could easily pull for her against Charlotte Flair. Oh, I, I would. I would never, naturally because you never see that side of Charlotte Flair. I don't think she has it. Like legitimately, I don't think she's. I don't think Charlotte has that soft bubbly of a side. You know, I really don't think she does. I'm not saying that she's a mean person, but I don't see. You know, I just don't. I don't see and all the things I've seen her outside the ring. Um, she just doesn't seem to have that type of uh, personality. Where Tessa, I've seen it. You know, especially on the independent scene. You know, where there's more, uh, more opportunity to show that side. Right. I think. You know, I think. You know, but if I were, you know developing a, a women's promotion and I know Vince isn't really developing a women's promotion but if I were um, you know I'm not saying my first round draft pick but one of my first rounds would go to Tessa Blanchard okay um, so not saying who, she's who, my who, first round who, draft who, so who would be your number one overall pick then if you're going to start a women's promotion who is going to be your cornerstone because I think she could be a cornerstone player I think she's in that that echelon. Oh Lord, see, she wouldn't even be in my fifth round. Then you don't know what you're talking I, about, sir. Well, you, I, I do because you know what? She's always hurt. You can't build anything on someone who's always hurt. I'm not talking about her work. I'm not talking about her mic skills. None of that. She's always hurt. Keep her out of the ring with Sasha. She wasn't in the ring with Sasha. Still got hurt. She's always hurt. And I'm not saying that's anything that she's done, but she stay hurt. And you can't build on someone who's always hurt. You can't do it. Try and tell me it wasn't Sasha that gave her that concussion. This last one? Mm-hmm. No, it was Rhonda. Mm-hmm. She's always hurt. She's like... Um, yeah, I'm I'm sure it was her fault that Ronda Rousey gave her a concussion. I dig it. I didn't say it was her fault. But I'm saying she's always hurt. Okay. You can't Speaking build on Ronda someone. Rousey, we need to get hurt. we need to get to evolution so we can talk about how atrocious her match <laughs> with Nick Bell was. All right. Um all right, so real quick, uh let's go talk some NWA, but uh now, uh, let's get to evolution and crown well, real, so I can real, go to bed. Oh, you're no fun. All right, well, I do want uh, two minutes on on, on this. Uh, one, Lucha Underground leaving at, leaving Netflix this month. Where do you think the promotion should land on TV? I think they should end up back on Netflix. I think Netflix should stay there too. I, I can't see a better place for it. It's been a couple of weeks, so this sounds old, but we want to give uh, our as the cast of Breaking Ring Rust, our personal prayers and support for Joe Anawai, a.k.a. Roman Reigns, um, in his leukemia battle. Um, and I want to ask you, JT, your reaction to some of the in-ring tributes um, that wrestlers have been doing uh, for him um, on all those Uso matches you watch. Um, Jimmy did the, the, the arm cock mid-air before delivering the splash. Um, Naya and Tamina at Evolution. 
Um, both did the ooh-ah um, before throwing about 15 women around. And even Tamatanga in New Japan broke character to deliver a Superman punch during a match. What is your reaction to all of the love and support thrown to Joe Anawai? Um, I mean, I, I think it's great that there's support. Not really a big, never really been a big fan of the of the in-ring gestures unless someone has actually passed away. You know, um, but at the same time, then I'm not a big fan of being overkill either. You know, mm-hmm. um, like when Eddie passed away and then everyone, their brothers, everybody's frog splashing. Right. And it's, you know, it's just like, okay, we, we get it, but there's, it needs to be limited in what's done, you know? Um, I agree. And it's, you know, there's... Well, there's, it has been limited to family, because the only ones I right. see doing, everyone's voicing support, but the only ones I see doing the in-ring tributes have been family. Right, but if we limit it to his family, somebody's going to be doing it in every match. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, fuck the man for having a big family. You know, I mean, let's be fair, you know. That, that's 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 true. I, I mean, there are rabbits that have smaller families than he do. <laughs> that that's true. Eh? <laughs> but <laughs> all right, so because because uh, JT's getting tired here, we're going to talk some evolution. Believe in evolution, you know, uh, because the gamer put the show uh, on. Uh, by the way, did you see his uh, yes, injury? The, oh, my God. The purple all over yeah. his chest and his arm. My God. You know what's crazy about that? Of all the 200 years of wrestling that was in that ring, he's the youngest, and he's the one that got hurt. Mm-hmm. He's the only one under 50, and he's the one that gets hurt. Right. Like, <laughs> Sean, who hasn't wrestled in eight years, doesn't get hurt. Right, but Hunter, who's had the most matches of late, except for probably Kane, is the one who gets hurt. Like, right. wow, that, that's just. But he'll be back by many because that's what he does. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're gonna run, run through this. Run it. Run through the card. We're gonna run through the card. So first match we have here is the Besties. Just a stupid name because they weren't Besties at all. But Trish Strass and Lita defeat Mickey James and her replacement partner because somebody's girl is always hurt um, was replaced by Alicia Fox. Oh, so like you said, an injury to Miss Bliss regulated her to ringside duties after cutting a promo, um, which was a great promo, by the way, it was the best part of the match um, mm-hmm. because <laughs> not a knock, even though JT's going to take it as a knock, not a knock to, to Trish, um, or Lita, but obviously they are retired Hall of Famers. They are not working on the regular, so they were obviously uh, a step or a half step behind. Um, so the, especially the beginning of the match was, was pretty slow, pretty sloppy. Um, it improved. Um, and I had, the match also wasn't great because Alicia Fox was in it. Yeah, and Alicia Fox botched, as she generally does, 
Um, I mean, here, here, here's the thing with Alicia Fox that you, you'll hear everyone say when they want to talk about her. She has a beautiful bridge. That's like all anyone can ever say about her. <laughs> Which she does she, have a beautiful She does bridge. have a beautiful bridge. She's got a beautiful, she has multiple beautiful things. But yeah, her in ring work, the best you can say is she has a beautiful bridge. Right. Oh, um, uh, you know, I mean, she, she, it's like you know, she gets after, she tries. She's just not a, unfortunately, a, a good worker. Um, you know, and the thing is, she has, she's one of those people who has charisma and pizzazz who just can't work. And, you know, she can't get over on just pizzazz and charisma. Right. Which is, which is why, like, the worst thing ever was her and Naomi working together last year at Survivor Series. Yeah. Their, their sequence. And, and then there was a sequence where, like, uh, Naomi was supposed to sunset flip her and then put her in that. That put her half way submission yeah. move that she does, yeah, and they botched it and accidentally pinned her, and they're both like, "What?" And her what? like, "You pinned her." Yeah, so that that was bad, and and that's the case with both of them. Like they both have pizzazz, they both have spunk. Neither one of them can work. I hear they're both like the sweetest people in the world. But well, they're they're building for um, Mandy Rose and, and Naomi because Naomi, I think it looked like she cold cocked her yesterday. Uh, when she, when she, yeah, she went over the line on the, on her promo. Um, but yeah, this match was, this match was bad. I have to give props to Lita because I, 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 as much as I love her, she was, um, I liked her mainly because she brought something different to her era as, you know, with the, with the high flying spots that women were just not doing at that time and with the lucha style. Um, but I used to knock her really for the song and she had the song and it was so high and looked so ridiculous. Um, I was just like, Lita, please, this, this is terrible. But unlike lately of the matches that she's had on WWE, she actually nailed the Lita saw extremely well. Looked like she hadn't taken a break, um, when she had both, uh, Mickey and, and Alicia Fox with it. Um, that looked fantastic. Um, my, my one knock on the match was that they had Mickey take the fall instead of Alicia. Why have I had? Yeah, that made no sense. Mickey's the strongest competitor you have in there. Why Mickey, not have Alicia take the fall? It seemed like they're putting her in there just to take the fall. She, yeah, yeah, she Why was there, she, she was there to replace Bliss. Obviously, Alicia wasn't really on TV. She's there just to replace her. She should be taking the fall. Mickey James, who's a who's a heat seeking magnet right now um, on the women's division, which is half of half of Bliss's recent run, heat seeking from. Uh, from Mickey James, she shouldn't be taking the fall. She should be doing her chicken, you know, heel chicken stuff to get away from it. She shouldn't have taken that fall. That was terrible. Yeah. That match, I gave it a D. Um, if I had to create it, it was just terrible. Uh, after that, we've got the 20 women battle royal, which was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, to be perfectly honest, the the women's battle royal was much better than I thought. I, I loved, absolutely loved. They had Zelina do the old Bobby Heenan spot. Yes, that was great. That was great. Um, I would have loved if she had actually won that and pulled it off because everyone was predicting that, uh, either Ember or, uh, Nia would win. Well, and if she, had, and, and because every prediction online was for one of the two of them. Yeah, I was predicting and, Ember myself. And if Zelina had actually won, I just thought that would have been. That would have, have been a swerve Vince pulled right. that I did not see coming. And it would have been. And, and you could believe with the two of them beating on each other or running in, pulling off the drop kick could have worked. Yeah. Um, 
and it would have been a thing to push her to the next level. And here's the thing. She's proof that you can have someone who on their own is fairly uninteresting, and with the right manager, you can get them over. Now, yeah. here's the thing. Before anyone comes and says, oh, Almas was so great in, in, in Mexico, and I saw him in the Carolinas, and he was this, that, and the other. I'm not saying Almas isn't a great wrestler, because he is. He definitely is. He's a great wrestler. But he has the personality of my stuffed animals. Okay? Cute and fluffy? Like, no, like teddy bears and stuff like that. You know? Cute and fluffy. That's yeah. what teddy bears are. Well, I mean, like, he, 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 he just doesn't have a, he just doesn't come off on TV. You know? He, he, I mean, they tried different things with him in NXT. Nothing worked until. They gave him her, and it was. They gave him her, and they started making him smug. And, but they, they, they turned him into smaller no, Del Rio. They, they they gave him her, and they let her do all the talking. If you go back and watch that NXT yeah. run, he never said anything. He just right. stood there. He stood there and looked smug, talking. Yeah, and it was really her run. He got in the ring and did all the work. But the promos and everything, all the angles, she shot all that. Well, yeah, I mean, she's she's his leader. She's his mouthpiece. She, you know, she did all the work, and 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 it's continued to be that way on SmackDown. And you know, it's you you know, to me, it seems like it's her they're pushing as much as him. He just happens to be on for the ride, you know. Uh, and it's, and and so if they. Wanted to push it. The only thing is, is if they actually establish her as a female star, what happens to him? He'll be out like they did with Papi Chulo, who was another excellent worker who, you know, fell off the wayside when the woman got a big push. And so if he, you know, I think, you know, and, you know, and, and, you know, Great worker, has some great spots, great finisher, but. Oh, yeah, great finisher. If, but, uh, you know, if, I, I, I think if, uh, you know, if, if WWE decides to do something with Thea, I, I don't think they quite know what they have with her yet. No, we don't. Because she's another person, uh, there, there, there are some. There are a lot of people who just don't get anymore what it's like, what it means to be a heel. Mm-hmm. That I, and that's one of the things I miss. And it seems to me when I watch wrestling, the only people that seem to really get and enjoy being heels anymore are some of the women. Um, one of the reasons that. I like Alexa Bliss so much is because she gets and enjoys being a heel so much. Uh, if you listen to Peyton Royce, she's great at being a heel. She can go out there and get heat anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if you, uh, you know, and, 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 and Thea's the same way. She can just go out there and get it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, Peyton reminds me of like a female Rick Rude. Uh, Lexi's like a, a female Chris Jericho. Uh, and to me, Thea is like, um, 
gosh, I don't even know who she's like, but like they get what it's like, what, what it means to be a heel, you know, but you know, I mean, watching Alexa Bliss, one of the things and what made me a fan of hers was not only having heard her life story and her struggles growing up and things like that. Um, you know, and a lot of people say, oh, she's a pretty girl. That's why you like her. No, that's not why I like her in ring work. I like her story, but she goes out there and the way she can cut a promo as a heel reminded me of what made me a Jericho fan. Mm. The way she can get under people's skin yeah. and needle and say those little She's an irritant. Things. Right. Yeah. But she's so good at it and then look so snarky and smile. And it's just the same stuff Jericho used to do in Nitro. You oh, know? yeah. That's, that's what made me a like Jericho that. mark. And then you look at somebody like Peyton Royce who's just like, I'm so much better. It's like a root. It's like so good looking, but so... And so just I'm that upper level. You can't be where I am. And Mm -hmm. that's why. And I'm, you know, and it's just at at the same time, you're looking at the person and going, but are they right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, right? you know, I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, because you got this girl who's so good in the ring, but at the same time, she looks like she should be a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, you know, great athlete as well, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then you've got this like, you know, when you get Selena Vega fired up, she's like a little chihuahua. She's so tiny and she's just yipping at you, but man, she can work in the ring, you know, and that, uh, I know people call her Karana. It's not the, the head scissor spike that she does. Mm-hmm. That just looks vicious. It does. Yeah, you know. Um, I know it's not, uh, but it looks vicious. And especially, yeah. especially if whoever she's giving it to sells it right. Right. It, it looks amazing. Well, Gargano uh, sells it great. Well, Gargano's just—he's a great seller. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it was you know you're done a bit of great curveball has been thrown to us, but you know it was down to Ember and Nia. Um, like, like all the predictions came to, but, um, it was Nia winning. Um, I gave this match personally. I look at it like it's a B level match. Like this was, um, a really good battle royal. And to me, the MVP of this battle royal is Ivory at 50, what, six years old. Ivy's out there bumping around like Ivy, Ivory like stole the show. I was like, wow. She still looks great. She yeah, can, she doesn't age either. She, yeah, she hasn't aged in like twenty years. Yeah, she, she, she. Yeah, I, I'm like she, she, she was pretty much wearing the same outfit she debuted in, and she looked exactly the same as when she debuted. Yeah, I'm like, did this woman age? Like, I think she she aged from Glow to her WWE, and then she stopped aging. Yeah. It's like, and then and she looked amazing, and she worked phenomenally in that match. I, I was. For those who don't know, JT suggested that we both go to this show, historic and everything. And as the car started to build, I started to get very turned off to going to see this show in person. And I actually regret, and he was actually right. I'm going to admit it on the air. JT was right. We should have gone to the show. Um, I was just very down on what I was seeing. Um, and they weren't even pushing it, really. I would have loved to see this Battle Royal live. This was fantastic. Um, next, we have... Tony Storm and Io Jurai, who lost via pinfall to complete the 2018 May Young Classic. 
Um, this match was a fun, fun match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I knew Tony was going to go over because on my last year she was signed. <laughs> so I knew they weren't going to put her over last year if they hadn't signed her, but I knew since she was signed, she was definitely going over. Well, they signed EO too, so. Yeah, but Tony should, Tony, if it was the, Tony would have won it last year if she was signed. Like, she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, I think Tony's amazing. I'm a huge fan of Tony, you know, and, and she's, um, you know, I wish she was still using the old version of Storm Zero, though. That was a much more devastating version. Yeah, but, um, you know. That, that I wish, uh, you know, the, um, and I'm glad they put her over instead of Io Shirai for a couple reasons. One, because if you've had Io Shirai win after Kari Zane wins, then the Mae Young Classic, even though it's only been two years, becomes, oh, let's put over the cute Japanese import. Right. And that then, was- and two, and I express this to you off air, Io Shirai is very reckless in the ring. And I know you said you enjoy her, but she is extremely reckless in the ring. And she didn't I, look, she, she wasn't that, she didn't look reckless with Tony. She, she, she had one spot that was reckless with Tony. The, about the uh, spot in, in, in the corner with the knees. Yeah. Uh, she, she's, she does not hit that spot right. I'm sure you, you know this. I, I would, I agree. This. You're she supposed did. to hit chest first. She hits knees she first. She hit knee That's, first. Yeah. Um, but if you go back and you watch in the tournament, um, Throughout, you know, uh, with Zaya, uh, Brookside, she landed on her with her knees when she did the moonsault. Right. She constantly hit people with her knees doing the meteor. She did, she constantly, one, she constantly missed with the moonsault. Big reason why she doesn't look when she does the moonsault. Now, Matt, I don't know if you ever threw a moonsault when you trained. Of a couple. Okay. But anyone who, who knows anything about a moonsault knows you have to look. You got to. Whether you. Whether you want to or not, you got to look. Right. You either look between your legs, you look under your arm, you look over your shoulder, you look. She doesn't look. She looks straight out at the crowd and then she does it. Um, and if you look when she, uh, fought, uh, when she wrestled Diana, she almost completely missed her. Yeah. Um, when she, that's why when she went with, uh, when she was against Brookside, she hit her with her knees. When she, you know, if you don't look, you don't know how much pressure, how little pressure, you don't know how much. Right. And that's, that, that, that's reckless. And she, um, and, and that's something she needs to learn from. And she's, um, and, and there's, you can tell it. In her interviews, and I'm not saying promos, I'm saying interviews, mm-hmm. that she, she has a cockiness about her that she doesn't, that she thinks she knows more than she does. And I mean, she's, she's so big in Japan, and honestly, the style of wrestling is different. Uh, it's, it's tough probably to convey that to her that, hey, you know what? You know, we need you to work a little safer. Well, you know what? The, uh, the, the, the moonsault got really big in Japan, and you know what? They and, look, and, 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 and in Lucha. Right. I mean, it was invented in Lucha, but it got big in Japan. Oh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about EO hitting her moonsault as far as getting her over Japan and Lucha, really. And, you know, she's, she's known as a daredevil. She's known for taking super high spots, um, and that's, that's what's gotten her over. 
and her freakish athleticism. Right, but that doesn't mean you can't protect people. No, I'm not, I you no argument from there from me at all. Yeah, you've got, I mean, you've got to protect people, or they don't want to work with you. And it doesn't matter what how many high spots you can pull. If no one wants to work with you, you're not going to be able to get them off and get over. Right, and that and and my big knock on her was from her first match, continuing watching on. Um, although personally, my thing. Um, both years I watched the Mae Young Classic, I didn't think there were – and and here's the thing. I'm a big Tony Storm fan. I followed her for a long time on social media. I think she's great. think she is excellent in ring. think she's absolutely gorgeous. But both years I thought the wrong person won. Really? Yeah. Who do you, who would have you put over then? Diana Brazzo. Really? Yeah, she, it, to me, was hands down going in. The minute I knew she was going in, she was hands down to me the person to win. I okay. think she is the entire package. Uh, to me, she is a female Ricky Steamboat. That's high praise. Okay. And I think I told you that the first, after the first match that she was in. It Just everything she does is so fluid. It's so smooth. She just, everything she does in the ring. And the difference between her and Steamboat is that, is that she can work heel. And I think uh, just everything she does is, I think, I, I mean, I think Tony had already been established. Um, I would have much rather seen uh, her and Tony in the final. That would have been a, a great final to me. Okay. Mm. All um, right, so moving on to the boss hug, and I forget now what they call with Natty in it, connection, um, versus my favorite women's clique, Lariah Squad. This, this was bad booking. This there, was bad booking. I there, agree. there was no there. There's there, it made no sense not to have the right squad win. You can't oh, I agree. putting them in and not having them win, and then expect them to have any legitimacy. They're a unit, and then you throw together two girls who are supposed to be friends but constantly have friction, and then you throw in a third person who doesn't even team with them. Right out of nowhere, like. I, I love. I like Natalia. Always have. Um, I think I like Bailey and Sasha's. Um, you know, friendship. Like only I could be on my best friend. No one else could be on my best friend. Thing like people have relationships like that. I, I dig that. That's cool. Um, I would rather have this be a handicap match than Natalia thrown in there with them. She has no chemistry with them. Really, it, it doesn't look natural, especially especially with. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Natty. I would have much rather have seen Natty versus Ruby, and then the other two. Then, then, then live, yeah, then, then live in and, uh, and Sarah versus the uh, you know Bailey and Banks. Yeah, right. I would have rather seen that or or just a, a handicap match, it, especially because Bailey and Banks have been um, have been feuding with the Riot Squad, you know, for weeks. So it just it just makes sense right. and being that ruby's their leader let her have a solo match against a uh, an established you know worker in natalia like you could have shortened that match let them have a match and here's the thing they're not really establishing any heels for ronda down the line right well well ruby um, riot would be 
a logical choice of someone to establish. Well, they though they they did on Monday because they had a they had a rematch of this match on Monday, where I guess it was a double count out, but essentially it is it was really cheap heat like there was no story built into it which was why i would rather seen a singles match between natalia and ruby uh at evolution because they had this rematch and for some reason natalia was um dedicating the night to her father and she's wearing his shades which we really know weren't his but um he's he's wearing his shades there during the match natty puts the sharpshooter on sarah logan Ruby riots outside the ring. She's got the shades in her hand as Natty's looking at her. Natty stands up. Ruby breaks the shades, drops them, stomps on them, walks away. Natty rolls out the ring, starts crying. Did a great job, mm-hmm. by the way, of, of conjuring those tears up. Like, like they look, those look like some shoot tears. Um, Banks and Bailey come over to, to console her. She's crying over these glasses. The crowd's counting along with the refs. Like the crowd didn't, didn't even, they're counting the count out. And so double count out, I guess, would have made more sense to get the win be a count out for the heels. Um, but they tried to finally establish a little heat on Ruby Wright as a heel by breaking the sacred shades of Jim Neidhart. But how does that make her a top star? It doesn't. It's just here's here's sprinkle let's sprinkle a little heat on Ruby Wright so we know we need to start establishing heels. But it's it was it was like, hey, this is a cheap way that's not going to last like people aren't going to remember that i only remember it because it just happened on monday right but if, but this was, if, if we talked about it next week i wouldn't remember it right but what i'm saying is like if you have sarah logan and Liv morgan fighting outside the ring with sasha and bailey and natalia goes for the sharpshooter ruby reverses it spins her around rolls her up pins her hey oh my gosh ruby right just pin and entering far, you know, then you can start building her up and right. say, okay, and then on Raw, have a rematch one-on-one. Mm-hmm. She beats Natty, and now she's a contender. Now, I know you've got to have Rhonda and Becky at Survivor Series, but at least you can start establishing her because Rhonda's running through everyone else. This is ridiculous. So I, I, I still don't like Ronda with the bell. I, I still think it's too early. Um, and they oh, should, I, I agree. And then they should have established a whole bunch of stars before. And they should just done. They should just built up the roster, built up the heels, and to have her do a Goldberg run. I mean, and let her and let her run through them all. Because to me, Nia should still be the champ in that aspect. Let Nia be bullying the crap out of people. You know, just. Straight overpowering everybody. And also with the heel part on Monday, um, cause you know, you know, her and Tamita, you know, tagged up kind of during the rumble, the battle royale and just beat the crap out of half the women in there. Um, the Monday after Tamita shows up during Nia's match. And then this Monday, Tamita shows up during Nia's match. And instead of having to stare down, um, after Nia beats Ember Moon clean, uh, Tamita comes out. Hits a Samoan drop out on Ember Moon for no reason after he's laying there beaten. Stares, has a stare down with Naya. Um, after just staring at each other and Naya's like, what are you doing? Naya looks at to me and says, turn her over. Naya puts a Boston crab on, on Ember Moon and then, uh, Nia drops a couple elbows on her and then drops the big leg on her. So 
Nia makes a heel turn in England where there's no heat or pop for her, which was kind of dumb. I mean, I think you could have waited a week to do that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to establish a heel team or faction now with Nia having her cousin backing her up. And of course, since she won the Battle Royal, she's next up to face Ronda for the title. More, hey, oh, wait, we, now we need to build up some heels for Ronda to fight because our best heel that we could come up beforehand was Nikki freaking Bella. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Don't even, uh, even want to talk about it. So, but this, this match was, this match was good. Um, the, the ride squad shows great teamwork. I love watching them in their tag and, and, and six, um, and three, and three women tag matches. I love watching them. Um, all right. After this, we've got the, another enjoyable match. Shayna Baszler challenging Kari Sane for the NXT women's title. Uh, Baszler goes over and recaptures the NXT women's champion being, uh, one of the very few two-time NXT women's champion. Um, I thought with EO losing that, uh, that Kari was going to retain. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, that uh that Baszler went over. Um but unfortunately it looks like they're trying to establish this four more of this four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing, which to me is just dumb. Like Yeah, I'm, I'm the complete opposite of you on this because I'm not a Shayna Baszler fan. Um I you know, I mean I I I I followed Shayna Baszler in MMA since to thousand seven or so mm-hmm. and so i i'm familiar with her n- know who she is just not a fan you know um and you know follow her on social media and stuff but just not a fan uh, of her in-ring stuff not a fan of her character i i, I just i i think it's just kind of rehashing some gimmicks that her character is too cookie cutter are, are, are dated you know, oh yeah. You know, and and so it doesn't work. The one thing I did like was that they brought out Marina and Jessamine, and I like that there's a potential there. The problem is that they're tying all of them together. They're with Rhonda. They're all heels. Rhonda's supposed to be the number one baby face, so it Which, doesn't make any sense right unless, now. Right now, unless they're going to turn Rhonda heel or turn all three of them baby face. The- not to sound okay, not, not not to sound misogynistic or rude or whatever people may take it as, but looks mean a lot in in entertainment period, and unfortunately, you're not talking about the hot, the beautiful people here in a stable with them. Um, you're going to have a hard you have a hard time getting uh, conventionally unattractive women over as faces. It's just, it's just hard. Well, the only one of them that's unattractive is Shayna, right? You know, but, I mean, but, but when Marina, you have Marina is attractive, you when know. You have a, but when you have a click with an ugly chick in it, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to get them over. It just, it is. M- Marina's attractive, and if you disagree, Roddy's going to beat you up. I'm not afraid of Roddy. Are you kidding me? Roddy would whoop you. I'm not afraid of Roddy. And then, uh, and, 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 and Jessamine's a very attractive woman. 
and 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 she's she's not ugly. She's she's. I, I, that's a good looking woman. She's I, she's not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not disparaging her look. I, I don't think she doesn't pop out to me. But she's not ugly. She's a she's and, a, an attractive woman. She's not what they try to make up some of these women to be like super hot. But she's she's a, a good looking woman. She looks like a woman as a good looking woman that you can meet on the street or at a, at a club or whatever. She's an attractive woman. Um, not not saying that she's not at all. I'm just saying she's not. You know. Bam! You know what I'm saying? She's not like and wow. and Ronda's good looking woman. It's just that Shane is that. Yeah. Well, as long as he stopped doing Ronda's makeup like a hot mess, she stays a good looking woman. I don't yeah. know what the makeup. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so but yeah, I I'm not a big Corey Zane fan. I'm not a big Shayna fan. So this match was like. Because Corey Zane gets on my nerves with her in ring work because I, I find a lot of her work cartoonish. Well, that's part of the gimmick. I mean, she's the freaking pirate queen, man. <clears throat> but it's stupid. A, a lot of people like it. You know, she's she's over for a reason. A lot of people enjoy it. Well, yeah. a lot of people used to like Tom Green. That didn't mean it wasn't stupid. When she's being serious, she's great. But, like, the whole, like, marching and something that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tatanka dancing around the ring was stupid, but that was over, too. It, that was stupid too, <laughs> and it was offensive to his own people. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I thought Baszler and Kari had a good match. I know you're not a big fan of either one of them. But it was a good. It was a good match. I'm just. I just didn't care about the match that much. Well, let's get, let's just get to the best match of the night. Um, Becky Lynch over Charlotte Flair in the last woman standing match. This to me, um, this is a match of the year candidate in my opinion. Um, easily match of the night. Um, match of the night. Um, I, I I don't know if it was match of the year candidate. Um, I do. It was it maybe maybe WWE match of the year. Yeah, that's what I'm referring to. I'm not I'm not talking um, about everywhere, but definitely WWE match of the year. Candidate. I'd have to think about that. But the um, but yeah, here here and here's here's why I'm hesitant on that because it started a little slow for. It did start. Oh, not as slow as. The main event started though. The main no, event. No, the main no, event. I'm talking. Off. No, here I'm not comparing it to any other match. Okay. Except for my expectations for the two of them. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Because if you got a match between two people who hate each other, and and a last man standing, last woman standing, last person standing. Okay. Right. It's for two people who hate each other, and they can't wait to get their hands on each other and rip each other apart. To one of them can't stand. Right. And there was way too much of a feeling out process. Yeah, there shouldn't be any feeling out. They've wrestled so many times against each other. You you don't need to feel each other out. You've wrestled each other before. You've been best friends for years. You know each other. And it's it's, you know? a, it is more of a fight than a match. Like it's the last person standing, so you got the weapons. You know, you know more, I mean, more, more a feeling out process in, in in a last person standing match is like saying on your wedding day, "Slow down, I want to get to know you better." Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, that didn't make any sense to me. And I remember turning to the person I was watching it with and going, "You know, I'm already a little disappointed because I expected better from this." But that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Having said that, it picked up, and once it picked up, it got real good. Oh, yeah. And, 
you know, I thought it was cool when you see, you know, them doing some spots other people tried and then come up from. Now, it does kind of make Big Show look bad when Charlotte Flair can get up from under a table with a bunch of things stacked on top of it. Mm-hmm. And Big Show couldn't, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was just amazing because Big Show, I mean, he survived falling off a building and came back to life. Right. But, th- but that was on Halloween, though. That's true. That's true. So, you know, but it's like, so that match was right. It's just the, the beginning of it. Just, I, I, I expect more like, you know, you get that, you know, I expected that. I expected a car crash from the beginning. Right. Right. Yeah. I expected the, you, you remember when like Benoit Edge or Benoit and Jericho would get together and they would just run into each other and they would grab each other by the back of the hair and like a hockey oh, yeah, fight and just start throwing punches. Like mm-hmm. something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and just get in just there. Go right, and, go right at him. Right. And there was just way too much of, well, I don't know what I'm doing here. And it was just like, there, there was, there was just, too much. Just go in there and get after it. And it was sometimes. There, a match like that could be too scientific. That was, there was, it started off way too scientific. Just go out there, get in the flow, have the match, there, beat the crap out of each other. There's a time when that old heel stalling technique works. Okay. <clears throat> um, great example of it was SummerSlam with Alexa and Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Alexa's the tiny chicken heel. She runs out of the ring. Yep. But that's their first meeting. Right. She's she's a chicken. She doesn't want to face off with the big bad MMA star. That makes exactly. sense. Yep. This didn't make sense. I agree. It was you know. It was it was it felt like a it felt like a delay tactic. Yeah, and it, it was the, just to make the match run longer. Once the match got going, it got really good. Oh, it was, yeah, it was excellent. It, it was great. Um, there were some spots in there that were really stiff, that were really. Um, well, they were laying it in. Yeah, and and there were some spots where um, that one spot with the table where it just didn't break and wasn't going to break, and it was just like, um, I mean, I I I I felt that when they're going through. It was just like, oh yeah, I I, I, I winced. I winced at something. Oh no! Wow. Yeah, and then they did the. the there's one. There, there's one kind of cardinal rule in wrestling, and I'm sure you heard it when you were training as well. Don't repeat a blown spot. And and they did that. Yes, they did. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like okay, the table didn't break, and that's something Charlotte has a tendency to do. She did that with Sasha and Helen Cell. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, table's not breaking. I'm just gonna keep throwing mm-hmm. into it until you know. And it was, well, the part of the problem is. You know, because she's, you know, she's my age. Uh, a lot of times we would see the table not break, and some people, part of their shtick was to keep going until, like, Sabu. Sabu was going to make sure that table was going to break. If that table didn't break, he was going to leg drop you eight times in a row if he had to, to make sure that table broke. Uh, and some people... Right, but that, Sabu that, wasn't a good worker. No, but I'm just saying that got over with a certain demographic and people kind of just ingrained in their head. You know what? I've got to make this work. This is a great spot. It's going to look good. I've got to make it work. I'm going to do it again. Right, I'm not, I'm it, not saying I agree with it, but right. people but have, some people have that mindset. Market versus what looks good to the mass market. 
No, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I completely agree with you. I'm just saying some people in their mind have it, got to make it, got to make it work, especially a spot like that where the table's supposed to break. You want to have this, you know, this clip, you know, be on the YouTube channel, you know, YouTube for, for WWE, get these hits and stuff. Like, hey, look what I'm doing. Hey, boss, I hit the spot. It looks great, you know, but yeah, I, they shouldn't have repeated it in my right. opinion. But here's the thing you do it and it doesn't go, go. You do it again, it might not go that time. Right. And how many, how many times are you going to do it before it actually breaks? Right. That's, you know, that's the thing. But, but no, overall, I thought that the match was good. I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad Becky went over because Charlotte didn't need to go over. Becky did. I, I concur. <laughs> and the stats that they gave proved it, you know, they're like Charlotte's, you know, however many and two on pay per view. Right. You know, and, and, you know, or however many in three in paper, or, you know, one of my matches, I think Charlotte's only lost twice. Yeah. Once to Becky and once to Bailey. Right. And Becky was like about batting 500 on paper. So Becky needed that. She needed that boost. Oh, yeah. Because when, when they did the brand split, they pushed Becky hard. <clears throat> and then. Okay, we need to establish some other stars. Okay, we'll establish Alexa. And then they just, it was like they forgot about Beck. Yeah, she got lost to the shuffle. And so, and they never went back to it. They could have gone back to her. They could have given her a run here or there. They could have done something with her, but they just forgot about her. She Now she has it. And the thing is, the fans want to be behind her. They want oh, yeah. to see her succeed. That's why, why everybody's cheering for her right now. That's why I'm cheering for her. So Lynch and Flair, uh, they definitely put the crowning moment. And that, by the way, that should have been the main event. And oh, my God. So should have been the main wasn't. event. No, no one else can, Like People were like, well, you know, all the YouTube hits were for Ronda and, and, uh, and slightly better Bella. And, you know, that's what the people want to see. No, I severely disagree. Um, better match, better wrestling. I knew it was going to be that way. I couldn't care less, um, and not because of Ronda, but I, and not just because the bells. I just did not want to even see that match to begin with. No one was asking for Nikki and Ronda Rousey. No one was asking for that. No, Nobody wanted to see it. Wasn't. They conjured it out of nowhere, and it, and as we will talk about, uh, it was trash. Okay, let's look at the kind of setup for it. They tried to do what had worked with Hogan in the 80s. Okay, your your buddies, your tag team partners, and then they turn on you because they want your belt. Which, why they were buddies to begin with, made no sense. Right. And, and, and them being buddies didn't make sense. They had no backstory. They had no reason to be friends. Right. Uh, they just were kind of inserted together. They did, you know, one tag team match together and. And looked terrible together. Right. And it was. Rhonda basically did all the work. And then they, then a couple of days later, oh, we're turning on you, you know. And then you have, it's, it's very contrived. There's, there's horrible promos. Um, oh, God awful promos. Nick, the one. Nikki and Brie. Okay. I'm getting there. Nikki and Brie can't talk to save their lives. They're, they're about as good talkers as there are wrestlers. Uh, which says a lot. Which says a whole lot. And then, and then Rhonda drops the bomb that you alluded to a few weeks ago on the show. 
That was hilarious. Which, and, and I sent you an article on this. But we all know Paul Heyman wrote that anyway. Uh, and, and, and which Nikki apparently legitimately got upset about and was actually covered by the New York Post. Hey. When you, yeah. She says, I, I want people to remember me for more for than who, you know, I was. People remember her for her flotation devices. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, um, nothing personal against, you know, Nikki Bella. I obviously don't know her personally, uh, her personal life. But from what she's portrayed on television, it's never been anything decent in the ring. And the only reason she got over was getting with Cena. Let's not sugarcoat it. You know, that's why she got over, period. You know, same thing with her, with Botch Mode. If Botch Mode doesn't hitch her wagon to Daniel um, Brian Danielson, she doesn't get over, you know? It's just, it doesn't happen. Uh, Well, I mean... Are, are, are you saying that, that, that Nikki's career was better because she picked the, the more successful star? Yeah. Or the, the more successful star picture. I, I don't know. I, you know, Mr. Danielson, I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of his and obviously I'm not a fan of his tasting women. Um, as far but as you the, are a fan of John Cena. No, I'm not a fan of John Cena. Well, the way you're making it sound there now, here, here, here's what I'll say. That match, the match itself, was one of the worst things I've ever seen, and not just on wrestling, not just in sports entertainment, not just in wrestling. It, it, it was atrocious. You've got one girl who's not been properly trained, and one girl who apparently never was, and then, you know, Eric Bischoff made a comment about how, you know, if you have a manager or a bodyguard or a valet out at ringside with someone, then it's almost an unwritten rule. You have to involve them in a spot. Well, you got Bree out there, so now you got to involve her in a spot, and then you get this incredibly contrived spot where mm-hmm. Ronda's going to do that spinning fireman's carry move that she still can't do right. It's terrible. It's like a spinning, a spinning Samoan drop thing. It's crap. Right. And it sucks. Which has nothing to do with MMA, so I don't know why, or judo, so I don't know why Rhonda does it. But exactly. But she she goes to pick up both sisters. She can't do it, so Bree just obviously hops on her back. Yeah, she just yeah, she hops up. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing, and I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it. We all know this stuff's predetermined. Okay, we know it's scripted, but at least help me suspend my disbelief. Yes. You know, when I go to, you you and I have had a lot of conversations over the past two years, you know, about different things. And you know, I love superhero movies. But when I go see Avengers, if while I'm watching it, I see Robert Downey Jr. walk off screen and they sub in the stuntman. It ruins the illusion for me. Yeah. If while they're on the soundstage, they don't have the soundstage edited out and I can see where, where the separation is and I can see, right. You know, 
they don't do that. They spent, you know, they spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on special effects to convince me they're in a different world or there's a fire around them or what have you. Yep. Why? To suspend my disbelief. Okay. I know that's predetermined. You know, I mean, people say to wrestling fans, well, you know, that's fake. What do you watch? Star Trek. Oh, well, that's different. That's real. You know? Right. Yes. When you watch anything that's entertaining, you know, you want, you want your disbelief to be suspended. You want to buy into that world, whatever oh, it is. Whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Whether it's Game of Thrones, whether it's Star Trek, whether it's wrestling, whatever it is, whether it, whatever whether, it is, whether, whether whether it's a legit sport, whether it's the NBA, whether it's the NFL, you want to buy in to what you're watching. When are you going to start talking about legitimate sports? I always do. I saw the A show, the one you're not on. No, you said the NBA and the NFL. When are you going to talk about legitimate sports? You know those are rigged too. <laughs> um, so when. You want that, you know, most of the entertainment we watch is predetermined, but people go to great lengths. You know, even if you go to a Broadway play, they're going to dim the light so you don't see them changing out the set pieces and things like that. They want you to help me out here. You know, that's why I don't like the silly ha-ha stuff in wrestling. If if you try to uh, hypnotize your opponent in the middle of the match, or you start doing a dance routine in the middle of the match, you've just you might as well drop your pants and poop in the middle of the ring because you're not suspending my disbelief anymore. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 doesn't make sense. You can be funny in wrestling. You can be entertaining in wrestling. You can do some crazy things in wrestling. You know, but things that just sit there and go, that's absolutely completely impossible. Oh, you mean like the, uh, the fourth choke slam that that one dude in the, uh, Indies does. Don't get me started on that bastard. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't get me started on that bastard. Okay. <laughs> don't get me start on him or Chuck Taylor or Joey Ryan or any of them. I, I don't, okay. I don't speak the name of, that you know, person. I don't. I don't even talk. I don't even speak his name. He shall be unspoken <clears throat> on these on this podcast. He's a piece of work. I'll put it out there. Yeah, I don't speak his name because uh, I don't want to give his name any more play than it gets. It shouldn't get any because he's trash. My my dead grandma wrestles better than he does. Um, well, yeah, this. I I agree. With you. this this match got yeah, me so worked up. I'm back under my blanket again. <laughs> <laughs> Let Alexa Bliss comfort you. Um, this match was very contrived. The match took the, the match was just bad. It was it was it, it took an eternity. To, it, took a, it was yeah. The everything that was built up and culminated through a very good show that uh, I just I, had a flashback to that match. I, I didn't. Th- I did a show that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. And you have this amazing jewel of a match between um, Becky and Charlotte, and then you have this giant turd that ends that took forever to start. It, it was like you know uh, one of those ridiculous scenes in, in, in uh, car themed 
you know, shows and movies where the car, it's just taking forever the car to start. Like this thing would not start. It took forever to get started. Once it got started, it was just terrible. Um, it was it was it was so bad. You know what the you know what the the Bella sisters remind me of when they do their little loser thing and they're like taunting people and stuff. You know those movies that like you see on Netflix that are like like eighties quality video production, but they were really shot like three last years ago. Year. <laughs> right. Like, like they're shot last year, this year, but they're like really horrible video production and they're but like they're really new mm. and the acting is just like horrible, like 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 not even like your high school drama club would put this on. Like your church maybe put this drama on, you know. <laughs> Like it's like somebody did that of Mean Girls. Like that is what the Bellas remind me of. Like that the, quality. The, be- the Bellas are straight to DVD. And not even and not even Mean Girls because Mean Girls is one of my favorite movies. Mean Girls is my number two favorite Christmas movie. Um, and so uh, if you, um, so it, don't look at me like that. So if you, <laughs> so if you, what? So if you, it is. And so if you, um, my first favorite Christmas movie for the record is Die Hard. And Die Hard is the Christmas movie. I was, we, we were about to end the show right now if you said something other than Die Hard. Like, but, come but, on. What, but what a dichotomy that is between Die Hard and Bean Girls, huh? Yeah, we need, we need to pray um, for you. Yeah. So, um, I want my pink shirt back. Anyway, um, so I wish you guys could see Matt's face right now. Um, so if, but I popped myself and I don't even know what I was real, You popped yourself on freaking yeah, mean yeah, girls of all yeah, things. So, yes, yeah, so the, yeah. the Bellas are, are, are direct yeah, they're, DVD. They're, they're, they're like a direct version. DVD, like, like but, they're, but, they're but like they're, a knockoff fifth sequel. Of Mean Girls, yeah, they're, they're they're Mean Girls five direct to DVD, not even on the shelves. They're straight to the five dollar Walmart bin. No, I was thinking like like Dollar Tree. Okay, Dollar Tree too. Yeah, yeah, Dollar Tree, Dollar General. Yeah, they're they're terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, so that that match, um, you know, I I can't even give it a score. It's how bad it was. Like there's there's no. There's no grade I can give that. It was like a Z. I, I, yeah, if we're giving it stars, I'm I'm going to give it negative four stars. Yeah, we got we got to come up with a rating system. Um, it was it was terrible. I I, I there's it was painful. It, it was truly painful, and I, I hate to make it sound like I'm disparaging Rhonda because I. I like, because it's not all her fault. Like she's not, she's not scripting out her matches. But what? Why is Rhonda selling for Nikki freaking Bella? There's only of the what the two or three women on the roster that are actually physically more are physically imposing to Rhonda. Those are the only people she should sell for. And tra and 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 slightly better Bella and Bosch mode are not. Those people she should be selling for. I'm glad that Ronda learned how to sell, and in such a short time, she's doing pretty good at her selling. But she should not be selling to Nikki freaking Bella. Real quick, what did you? Uh, what do you think is the best match of the year so far, overall? Overall, mm-hmm. oh man, you talking about WWE or just period? Period. Wow. Um, 
I still think the best match I've seen this year started off the beginning of the year at Wrestle Kingdom between Omega and Jericho. I think that's the best match I've seen this this calendar year. Not see Omega Akata two out of three falls. I didn't. I heard about it, but I did not see it. Yeah, you need to go watch it. I it's 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 on my plans to watch. I have a lot of new people to watch that I that I miss. But that's that's the best match I've seen this year was Omega and Jericho. I think I, I, that that's a match even Cornette came around on, and I think that's the highest match David Meltzer's ever rated. Six and a half stars. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll, that, hey, Okada's fantastic. I, I don't, and you know we we exfoliate greatly on how much how good Kenny Omega is. You say uh, we exfoliate greatly? You know, no, it's you need to exfoliate probably. I swear you said we exfoliate greatly. Oh my god, you're tired. You can get some rest. All right, um, and we're gonna have to like schedule a second session or something. To talk about Crown Jewel because we've been talking way. No, and I'm not talking about Crown. Crown Jewel was trash. I mean, this is, hey, now we've talked about Crown Jewel. The X one over Triple H got hurt. Crown Jewel was trash because somehow yeah. Shane McMahon is the best in the world. And now that's all you know about Crown Jewel. And, and I'll say this as a huge Shawn Michaels mark. I thought I, I, that he looked really good until I realized that everything he was doing was in slow motion. <laughs> he did look really good. For, the man has been wrestled in eight motion. years. The man has wrestled in eight years. The man looked really good. And, until you realize that everybody around him and him were moving at half the speed they used to move. That's because they're all just 200 years of wrestling in the ring. Right. And and I hated to see that because I'm a Shawn Michaels, I'm a huge Shawn Michaels fan, you know, and, and pretty much every favorite match I have is either him or Ric Flair, but, or him and Ric Flair. I mean, him and Ric Flair is my all time favorite match, but uh, you know, you and I've talked about that. I don't know how many times. Right. But, um, but like, that was painful to watch, and he looked like Popeye. <laughs> I can't get over this bald Shawn Michaels yeah. thing. I you mean, know, he, I, but kept you know wait, I kept but, waiting on him to look at Trevishan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the best part, and you know what? One of the things I loved about this match was how self-aware Shawn was on just what was happening. You know how he made sure he hit his spots right. Yes, unfortunately, everybody was slow, but he hit he hit his spots, and then at the end of the match. Him and him and Hunter are in the corner, and, and Sean's got his arm around him. He looks over. And he's like, "We're too old for this." <laughs> like, yeah, bro, we, we we know. Yeah, it. I mean, here's the thing. I I don't think it was the worst case scenario for Sean. I I I I was fearing that it would be worse. But you know, Sean was always like, oh, "I'm not going to come out unless I can be the old Sean Michaels," and. He wasn't the old Shawn Michaels. But there's a difference between being the old Shawn Michaels and being broken down. He wasn't the old Shawn Michaels. He was the old Shawn Michaels. Right. But there's a difference. I mean, when he says that, we know what he means, but also he doesn't want to be completely broken down in the ring like we've seen some past stars. He was, and here's the thing. And, and he wasn't. And, he, he every, and, everyone, and everyone's in there like, wow, you can see, he, can, he can still go. He, he can, but at the same time, when you look at his last match, you know, mm-hmm. you look at his last two WrestleMania's and you go, that's your legacy versus 
Crown Jewels your legacy? You know, but, you, look uh, at, you look at Flair and go, WrestleMania 24 is your legacy versus TNA is your legacy? Right. But but you, but no one really like no one really care, like compares Rick's legacy like his TNA run. People are just like yeah, because people are like hey he did it for the money. Like and everyone knows this was a money thing for like for Sean. Like they they threw a payday that was like you know I can't pass this one up. Like, I passed up all these other ones, but I can't pass this one up. Like. Right, and he allegedly got like a million dollars for one match. Right, and who's—I mean, who's turning that down? You know, especially when you haven't worked in eight years, and they're saying we're gonna give you a million dollars for this match. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. Like, I, I can't blame him, you know. And, and he did a good, and he, and he he looked the best out of all of them. And the other three have been a lot more active than he has. Right, but I mean. Saying he looks the best out of all of them, that's kind of like saying, you know, that's like saying, you know, that Eric Young's the the best looking out of sanity. <laughs> we probably, no, no, Nikki Cross is, but. Um, She's not in sanity anymore. Well, hey, she came out with some last night, so maybe she's just an extended part since they're on different shows now. I don't know. Um, she should be, though. If they call her up, she should be. I mean, arguing about who looked best uh, in, the, in, the, in that match at, at Crown Jewel is not like arguing about like which was the best looking one of the Ramones, you know? Well, hey, I thought Sean looked better than he who's looked better. The he, who's the world's tallest little person? He looked better than Shane. Who's the nicest guy in prison? Well, that that's important. <laughs> the nice guy in prison is important. <laughs> but, but he well, he looked better than Shane did. She's the best in the world. <laughs> that, that, that's I'll, I'll, I'll not have you besmirch the good, the good doggone, 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 doggone name of Shane McMahon. I, you know I love me some Shane McMahon, but I'm sorry. I, so I, you know, I thought Sean looked better than most of the other people on the card. Um, but somehow Shane's by, the best in the world. By, by the way, that whole tournament was a big cluster. I, I, oh, wait, wait. You mean the, the the World Cup that had nobody foreign in it? The World Cup that I didn't agree with about one booking decision they made the entire time. Although I will say one thing. Uh, Kurt Angle is the only person in the history of wrestling to make the zigzag look like it actually hurt. Probably because it hurt him because his neck is so bad. Right, but that's the first time I've ever actually believed that move looked like it hurt. It was just, it was just terrible. Because realistically, and I'm not just saying this because I don't like Dolph Ziggler, but I mean, uh, if you think about that move, shouldn't it hurt Dolph more than the person he's given it to? Because he's up yes. way higher than they are. Yeah, and he's cushioning their fall. So right. Yeah. So I mean, that move. You know, I mean. But when you got a guy who's got as bad of a neck as Kurt does, yeah, I'd buy that that hurt him. And Kurt, either it legitimately hurt him or he just sold it really well because it actually looked like it hurt him. Sure did. But you bring Kurt Angle all the way over there and he doesn't even win one match. And I'm going, huh? You know, and then, uh, 
you know, uh, you got uh, everything else that went on. Uh, why they don't do more with Seth Rollins, I don't know. I don't understand that here, either. Here, here, here's one more thing. But here's, wait, wait, you, here. you mean you weren't excited to see, you know, to see Baron Corbin hit uh, Strowman with the belt? And no, eight, no, I'm, eight, not even, eight, I'm, not, I'm not even getting that, although at least eight, they kept Braun looking strong with that. Yeah, because he took um, like eight F5s. Right. But here's 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 one thing, and I wanted to touch on this earlier, and we and we didn't get into it. But it for everything WWE is trying to do, or allegedly trying to do, with the goodwill with Roman Reigns. Okay. Okay. Was there worse timing for Dean Ambrose heel turn? Yeah, to me, you scrapped the whole heel turn. Either or, or if you do the heel turn, the heel turn needs to be that you're um, that you're going to take the IC belt off of Seth and let those two battle over the Universal Title. Like, get some use out of these two guys, or at least do it a different week. Well, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they told Joe, and Joe gave you know said the show must go on. Go ahead and do it. And honestly, if you're going for that type, but if you're going for the heat. It's the best time to do it. Like but, you're, you're, but, but you're. But there's going for the heat, and then there's being respectful to the fans. Because there, here's the thing. I'm not saying me because I don't have a dog in the fight. Right. But there are fans out there who legitimately care about Roman Reigns. You know, who have his picture on their mantle beside Jesus? You know. <laughs> And we're legitimately upset about it. Well, that's only in Vince's house, but, you know. And, you know, and when you look at Roman Reigns, he looks like Jesus. He's got the long hair. He's got the beard. He looks like Jesus. We call him Roman Jesus. No, it's Seth. It's CrossFit Jesus, remember? That's right. yeah. Yeah. So. To have people who are having an emotional action, a lot of people did have an emotional reaction to it. They're 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 crying. Yeah, you got people who are my my social media because I I I have so many people that are friends that are wrestling fans. I'm friends with so many wrestlers on social media, um, my different platforms and stuff. For days, it was flooded with stuff like that. And there were, not only that, but there were a ton of people who were very upset by the timing of of the heel turn. Um, Just feeling that it was poor taste. And I agree. Do it a different week. It it, it upset them. And it was, hey, we're dealing with this, and then you take his two best friends, and now you're going to tear us apart with them and that. And it, you could have choose a, chosen a different week to do that. Yeah. And I agree to to an extent because to me, it's, it doesn't – it's bad taste if Joe doesn't sign off on it. Like, you know, it's it's clear he knew. Um, and to me, the, the fans also – like. To, the fans also know the show must go on. I mean, it, Owen dies in the ring, the show goes on. Like, they're, they're not going to, to not do what they're going to do 
Because but if Owen died and the plan was for Brett and Neidhart to split up that night, would they have done it? I think they would. I really think they would have done it. I mean, if, if Owen died the night of the Montreal screw job, I think they still would have done it. Like, they have their plan set, their plans are set in motion. They're, when they have probably we, would have done I can see that. I don't care if his brother died or not. He's not leaving here with my belt. Exactly. He's not leaving Canada with this belt. It's my belt. I just, I don't see, you know, them, I, a lot of people think it's in poor taste and could it have waited? Most definitely could have waited. Um, I, I think they just said, hey, this is going to be additional heat on this already. So, and honestly, I don't think it would have half the heat it has if they would have done it another night. I really don't, I really don't think it would. Assuming, here's the thing, I think if you take the fans' feelings into consideration, which I think is something that Vince has never been good at, um, take the fans' feelings into consideration. And then next week, they come out and talk about it. You know, Ambrose and Rollins come out and talk about it. Like having a candid conversation about cancer? No, we're just talking about, hey, you know, Roman's not going to be here, blah, 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 and we're going to go on. And, you know, then Ambrose, you know, you know Rollins is going on Rambo, Ambrose, what's, you know. See, that, that's too that's too much, too similar to what Seth's heel turn was. Then, then it looks like you're rehashing and just switching the characters. I'm just saying yeah. you could do something where you're still playing off of it, but it's not when the feelings are raw. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Harken back to it, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, it's a tough call. In all fairness, if maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but didn't Seth turn while Triple H was baiting him though, when they were all in the ring? Yes. Yeah, they were they were cutting a promo towards uh, Triple H and, and Orton. And then right. Seth grabbed the chair and hit him in the back. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if if they're just in the ring and they're sharing their feelings and blah, 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 and maybe Rollins is just going on and on, you can tell Amber's getting kind of frustrated and, you know, he they've been playing this thing up for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And he just turns around, you know, or he grabs the mic and says, you know what, he, you know, Forget this, forget Roman, forget, you know, this is just the excuse I've needed. And, you know, starts to walk off. Hey, man, you can't do that. Grabs him by the arm. Ambrose turns around, whap, pops him right in the mouth. Not as Rollins flat on his butt. Ambrose just walks out. Everybody mm-hmm. in silence. Rollins just sitting there like, I don't know what to do, you know. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, there's so many other ways you could have booked this. Like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have booked them winning the tag titles. Like I know they did that just because all the rumors were, you know, hey, leading up just for weeks, you know, Dean's going heel, Dean's going heel, Dean's going heel. You know, it was it was clear that the direction was going, Dean's going heel. So I understand that when winning the tag titles was supposed to swerve us away from that, but nobody even really believed it. So then you put the tag titles on them for no reason for Dean to turn on him 30 seconds later. To me, I would have rather had them do 
the traditional, you know, they're about to win the match. Um, Dean comes in looking like he's going to, you know, keep, uh, you know, Drew or, or um, Dolph from uh, breaking up a pinfall, but he turns in and he hits the dirty deeds on Seth anyway. Then they get the, you know, they get the the pin and everyone's sitting there like, oh my God, why why did Dean turn on Seth? He's about to win the tag titles. Um, and also, Dean doesn't say anything when they when they turn. So he's got to say something if he turns and there's supposed to be the explanation like, hey, you know, you know, Roman's gone now and he was the only thing keeping us together, you know, they, but they just had him walk off in silence. They had kind of alluded to this mystery. Why did Dean turn? Why did Dean turn? Um, I there's so many different ways they could have gone with this. Personally, uh, I, I thought that the, the better opportunity was to turn him in Australia. Just made more sense. Made for a better story then. Um, also, well, depending upon how long they known about his, you know, Joe's diagnosis, like how long did they know? Well, I, I didn't even think, even knowing the diagnosis, I thought that turn him there, put over uh, Galloway, Ziegler, and Strowman, keep them strong, mm-hmm. uh, and because here's the thing: the Shield doesn't need wins. The Shield's the Shield. The shield's over. I mean, they're eternally over. If there's three of them together, they're over. Like Superman doesn't need a win, right? Well, he has to win because he's Superman. But yeah, right. doesn't so, need doesn't doesn't need the win to people to like him, right? So builds for you know for everything. So just go ahead and you know it. it, it, it I, you know you could have had him turn there and. Then you're setting up to delete into Raw, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to have Roman, you know, even if you don't know about his diagnosis, if you wanted to have Roman drop the belt at, at Crown Jewel, well, you got a way to do it because then Ambrose can come out and cost him the title. Mm-hmm. Or you can tell a story of Ambrose trying to cost him the title and Rollins trying to keep him from costing him. You know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff you can do there. So I just thought that me, the timing on it, and it was just poor storytelling. And also, yeah, giving them the tag titles just to be like, you know, and now they're, they're going to kind of have to do because now the theme with Survivor Series, since the brand split is not just old five on five, but now champion versus champion. So now they're going to have to make up a raw cha- tag team champions. Oh, they did on Monday. They, they had Seth defend the tag titles by himself against the office of pain and AOP went over. Mm-hmm. Wow. I hate to miss that. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, nothing against AOP, but it, it was a, it was a lackluster match to say the least. Here, here's the thing. AOP is, is, is proof that kind of like, like Triple H, he can make anybody. Because in NXT, AOP, were just like this incredible destructive team. Yeah, they were just, well, same thing with um, Ascension. And, and here, they're just. They're just guys. Yeah. And it's just like, now the one time that I will say that was not true was when they wrestled Heavy Machinery 
holy crap, was that a bad match? That yeah. was just not, no. Well, yeah, Ascension, they were this unstoppable, you know, guys that were destroying everybody, and then they went to the Wait. main roster, and then... Wait. Which Ascension? Uh, I don't know, Victor and, what is he, calls him Kronos? What does he call himself? There's there's Victor and Connor, but then there was Victor and Connor. Year. But, see, I like the first Ascension better. Yeah, I'm talking about Victor and Connor when they had that, like, year run as tag champs, and, and they get caught up, and they... Became regular dudes after so long of you know looking like this destructive, you know, awesome team. They look like regular dudes pretending that they are road warriors. They did look like pretend road warriors, and they and uh, again, um, it, it's just a matter of. The first one I'm trying to remember who was the what was the name of the other guy in the in the ascension. But I like that one better. That was the better version of the ascension anyway. But they but the the ascension, I mean there there have been a lot of people like that where it's just like I, I don't know why. Um but I mean, now there are some people who are actually talented that Vince hasn't done anything with. Yeah, um, well, like the revival. But then you have people like Authors of Pain that get up here and they're like, mm, maybe they weren't that good. Well, here's the thing that you mentioned: revivals. I know you're big on them. Revival was supposed to have that tag title shot. They got screwed out of it, but they never technically like lost. You know, the, the title tag title shot they were supposed to get. So. When you're going to take the belts off of Drew and Dolph, and you're going to put it on Seth, okay, why why are we going with AOP? Why would you not go with the hotter tag team in Revival anyway? Like that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I I don't know the the, the logic behind it. Um. Or why would you just not have a te- you know have a tournament for him? Like, is the success be like? All right, obviously, you know, Dean's not talking to me. He's you know, he won't tell me why he did. It. He said he's like, yeah, at least I said why I turned my back on them. He's not saying anything. I can't defend these belts by myself. Let me just relinquish them. Let them let them have a tournament. You know, let them let them have a let, get, especially because people like tag team wrestling like me have been clamoring for an opportunity for these tag teams to be able to show what they can do, give these tag teams some respectable time um, on television. You had a prime opportunity to do so, but no, you just throw the belts on AOP by having a freaking, you know, handicap match. I can't remember his name when he was in uh, NXT, but it was Cameron, but he's better known as Bram, AKA Mr. Charlotte Flair. Which oh the the oh the one that's uh the one that's suing her. Um, she's been married twice, but I think yes, this is the one. Uh, uh, he's the one that says she's a racist. Um, this is the one she divorced in twenty fifteen. Yep, that's him. He's the one that's trying to get like three million dollars out of her. And uh, he was charged with felony counts of domestic battery and false imprisonment. 
Oh, he sounds like he's lovely too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's better known as Bram from TNA. I don't remember him any at all. But he, he was former king of the mountain. But he um he wrestled as Cameron in the Ascension, and they were a, a cooler team to me in the early days of NXT. Okay. I do. I don't remember him. But anyway, well, but that's the way we'll end the show with the former Mr. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> but yeah, NXT unfortunately is like is like ECW now, where this talent comes over and either they look small, or they look regular, or Vince just doesn't know what to do with them and. They get misbooked. Yeah, you know it. it you know, uh, it's literally. You know, uh, a friend of mine and I were talking the other day, and we're like, "How? Who? You know, who has come up? They haven't. You know, completely messed over from coming up from NXT, or who's done bet? You know, or who's done actually done well since coming up from NXT." You know, and you've got like with the women, you've got Armella and Alexa. That's pretty much it. Charlotte. Um, well, most of the most of the women came out of the I mean, whether I mean, what do you mean by well, like meaning that they've put a, a belt on them or they're over meaning, or what? Meaning they haven't messed them up. Oh well, they messed up Bailey. They messed up Sasha. Yeah, they they messed up pretty much all of them. They messed up Oscar. You and know. they totally screwed up Oscar. Oh my god! Right, that's what oh. I'm saying. So Alexa actually did better than she did in NXT coming up. Carmella did, uh, and Charlotte's yeah. been over since day one. So, yeah. um, and and now they've actually gotten better on Becky. So now you can say Becky, right? right? Before you wouldn't have said Becky, and guys. Uh, Seth. Well, the Shield, all three of them. Uh, uh, um, well, Roman didn't really do anything in, in, in NXT. Well, but you're thinking that they had all messed up to a certain, you know. He didn't do anything in NXT, so I don't count. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so you got Seth, um, Ambrose didn't do anything in NXT either, so right. I don't count him. But but everybody else, I think of. I mean, Big E, you know, Seth, uh, Finn Balor, Balor, and Samoa Joe. Joe, um, you know, they're all around the main event. And uh, so, no, Balor is not even. He's they regulated him to mid card. He's not even near the main event now, which is sad. But they'll, but they'll shift him up every once in a while, you know. But they're the guys who are not. Messed up. They're not ruined. But you got. What about Nakamura? Nakamura, I I I I, I kind of think they ruined Nakamura because they they bring him up, they give him on this fanfare, and then they squash him to gender. You know yeah, that, they, was, that was ridiculous. You know, not once but twice. Then you finally have 
uh, you know, this dream match with AJ, which had happened before, but not on U.S. soil. Right. And you have him lose clean. And in what could have been his crowning achievement. Mm -hmm. And then you have him continue to lose to AJ. You have him turn heel. You take away everything that got him over. You take away his music. You take away all the things. Such a great song. You do every, you take away everything. He's the U.S. champ now, but. And knock America, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's kind of fun. But it's, you know, I mean. It, it, it's, 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 he should be having better. Like. He should be having better. I mean, they completely, just absolutely ruined Bobby Roode. I mean, that's a guy that should be. Oh, yeah, that, Bobby. I mean, he, they came in, they put they put the U.S. title on him. They're doing all this. Stuff. I mean, but at this point, he should be wrestling AJ for the world title. Oh, I think that's a little bit rushed, but Bobby definitely should not be where he is on Raw, the bottom pretty much, and tagging up with Gable, who I like, who's a great wrestler, but Gable's got, you know, no personality whatsoever, and he's going to be regulated as a tag team guy. Root should be competing for the IC belt. Like, to me, Take the icy belt off of Seth, put it on Rude, and let Seth and, and Dean hash out their problem over the Universal Title and call it a day. Or make my life really happy and let Seth and Rude have a, 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 a an incredible feud. Or yeah, or let Seth and Rude have a feud. Yeah, like they should be using Bobby Rude. He should not be. And and, and, and here, why is it? Why is Lashley going out to Universal Title? Like, come on, like. And and here's my because you took the one guy who. You know, um, you know, has all the athletic ability in the world and none of the charisma in it. And he gave him the most irritating hype man since Enzo Amore. I love, I love, I like Leo Rush, but not as a hype man. Like if Leo was like, he's not ready to be anybody's hype man. If he was a better talker, it wouldn't be as bad. But they have him, you know, you know, repeating the same thing over and over again. It's like, just no, he wasn't ready. If, 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 he was, if he was his tag partner, like or just his homie that was there to manage him more than hype him, that'd be one thing. And 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 then this year, and this is what really annoys me more than anything about Brock winning the Universal Title, which annoys me more than anything, is that we're getting AJ and Brock again this year. When it wasn't that good last year. It was okay last year. The only reason why no, it wasn't... It wasn't good because Brock's not going to sell for AJ. He basically beat him up for 15 minutes, took a couple moves, and then hit the F5, and that was it. Yeah. To me... To when me, AJ, AJ, AJ... circles around Brock. AJ better go over this year, so I know. But he won't. He better go over this year. Like he, he, yeah, that would make sense. That would be best for business, but that won't be. It won't be what be, every people love a like the pop AJ got. They just mentioned AJ's name and they popped. And he didn't. What, even, what What would make the most sense is that Braun comes out, power slams Brock. Yes, AJ. Hits a move off the top, 
right. pins Brock. Or yeah, so that or, be what happened. Yeah, he he, he power slams him. Um, you know, Brock staggers up while AJ delivers a phenomenal elbow, covers him. You know, one, two, three, something. But yeah, they they won't. I, I, they they I don't. They better come up with something because I every everyone's going to be pissed if he doesn't if he doesn't go over this year because it's the exact same match as we had last year. And Brock's not going to job to a guy that size. He only jobbed Eddie because Goldberg interfered. And even though oh, he was, and he was, and he was about his way out anyway. He hadn't said he was on his way out then, but he only agreed to job to Eddie because Goldberg interfered. He said he was on his way out after that. He decided he only he only. And I mean, the only reason he was jobbing the angle who was smaller than him is because angle could beat him in real life. Yeah, everyone everyone knew Angle could beat him in right. But it was, but I mean, he's not gonna, you know. I mean, you know, and I mean, the thing was, I mean, somebody like Cena, yeah, Cena's smaller than him, but Cena's not that small. And I think it's like every anybody that's followed his career knows that, like, Show Benjamin could beat him in real life. It's not like it's that much of a stretch, you know. I I I think you're stretching it a little bit. with Shelton Benjamin can beat him in real life. If you're, Shelton it, Benjamin it, has beat him in real life like, in, in a collegiate rules match. Yeah, when, when Shelton was coaching him, when when Shelton was one of his coaches at Minnesota, when Shelton was coaching, he was, you know he would beat him. And in and, and a collegiate rules match, I definitely can see Sheldon beating him. As impressive as Brock is. I don't think that would happen now. It's, it's, it's not beyond the realm of possibility. It's not like Sheldon is small. I mean, Sheldon's thinner, but Sheldon is no small dude. And he's got, he's got plenty of power in, in, in those shoulders. Uh, I don't know. I think, but I, I think it's been a long time since Shelton's done anything competitive, and Brock is still training competitively because he's actually trying to get back in the UFC now. I, I look at Shelton; he looks amazing. But looking amazing, like as like Bruce Pritchard said about the, what happened with Anglin Daniel Pewter. If you teach someone for X number of years to dance. When you're teaching someone else to go for the kill, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, but but we're talking about a work. Like I mean, if we're if we're if we're, if we're talking about working, he, he it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility that that Sheldon could beat him, especially in a in a, in a working environment. He's got the combination of strength, speed, and technical prowess. You know. They just need to redo the Dangerous Alliance, in my opinion. Let Paul be the voice box for some of these guys who can't talk and just redo the Dangerous Alliance instead of just focusing on Brock. On Brock. You know what? They would never do that, right? Well, it's not Vince's idea. Well, also, Paul owns that, and Paul would probably never sell it. Yeah, that's true. Too. Well, I don't know. For enough money, payment would probably sell anything. <laughs> you don't even have to call it the Dangerous Alliance. You can call it. Do you need my kidney, sir? You know, I mean, hey, this, this, this could be uh, 
you know, uh, you know, Heyman services or, uh, um, you know, um, advocacy by Heyman, you know, I don't know, but I still think Rhonda, Shelton and a good number of other people, even, even Gable, Shelton and Gable would, you know, could still be a tag team if they were, if they had a voice box like Paul Heyman. <clears throat> you know, I would, I would love to see, you know, I would have loved to see Shelton get a, a run with the belt with having a decent voice box, but, you know. Wait a minute, he had his mama? <laughs> Leave Mama Benjamin alone. <laughs> hey, I love Mama Benjamin. I thought that was the best gimmick he had. I think one of my all-time favorite moments in wrestling was when Shelton faced Big Show. And Mama Benjamin looked at Big Show, and she just like looked Big Show up and down. She turned and she goes, "You do your best, Shelton." <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Mama Shelton, Mama Benjamin. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the best way to end the night on a good memory of Mama Benjamin. So we will thank you for returning with us. May she rest in peace. Yes, indeed. But this is Breaking Ring Rust with your boy Rocket Mr. Magic, the man JT, and Ray again. Miss you, dog. Can't wait for you to come back. Our, our prayers are with you and your family. And until next time, keep it too sweet. You're going to get a letter from Vince about that. I got two words for Vince, too. Hire me. Yes! <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Oh lord! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Wait a minute! Look out! Oh my god! You guys don't know this, but on Matt's commode, he has a picture of Ray that he uses for target practice. <laughs>